Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. My information has arrived. Erlads. Our lads. Our lads. Our lads. <laughs> Our lads. Um, report today of a certain quarterback on campus. Yeah, Will Levi's. Yeah, Will, Le- Will Le- Levi's. Levis. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say the name correctly. Yeah. I'm getting Sophie now. Like, oh, Mac, did you see this? They got Will Levi's coming in. I can, this will not stand. But uh, I'm not a big hooker guy. Uh, Caleb is going to tell us why Evan is wrong about hooker, Tennessee. Hookers? Oh, He yeah. can kick it Aussie style. He can kick it American. That's kind of fun. It's like, what do you want today, mate? Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go whatever you need. Yeah, but like, Raw yeah. Hot. Oh, yeah. Something happened earlier in the show that got him uh, triggered because it seemed no, like he was ready, he to, has ready a boat, to rumble. So he thinks he knows everything. Pam is honestly, hands down, one of the worst like TV characters. And you were engaged and then you clearly were cheating. Breaks that relationship up when he was actually happy. And then, you know, you threw him away to go to art school. Pam is bitch. No, I'm <laughs> Pam, all... Pam is bitch. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, but more importantly, it's draft week. Finally. That's coming in two days on Thursday, so we're excited. We just had another one of our draft meetings. Make sure everybody's ready, roles and responsibilities. More importantly, food gets ordered. Um, So we're ready to go. It's Deuce. It's Evan. Paul's back. Back. Glad to be back. Little tan. Back from his vacation. A little little bit. Back from his vacay, he used the sunscreen. Yeah. Very smart. 30 SPF. Yeah. And uh, we got Deuce. We got Deuce. We got Matt in the booth. Double Deuce. Uh, No Alex and Tamara. No, they're upstairs. Uh They're busy. They're busy? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get them down here. I think they knew that this was like the last draft show and we're probably going to be this is Evan's show this is Evan's time to shine where we we put all the hay in the barn and uh, sum it all up and I think we're all just well we we will be talking draft obviously but you know there is some other news out there that we have to address Uh, Aaron Rodgers it's official Uh, they've come to terms the Packers with the Jets and he is going to be in the AFC East how do we feel about that not great not great (laughs) I'm I'm with Mike no I mean it's I mean, I would say, like, hey, it'd be kind of fun to see Aaron Rodgers twice a year. I mean, that's, you know, no, it, it won't. It, it, jumping out of my Patriots uh, work slash fandom for a second. Like, all right, that's nice. But and, and I'll say one other nice thing. It's nice that the Jets are picking right before them just for superficial purposes. Yeah, Jets, like, I, I like that. that. That was the Jets were picking 13. Now they've moved to 15. And now Green Bay is picking at 13. Which as, might know. change nothing. Uh, but, you know, still. But, yeah, it's uh not what the Patriots need. I mean, it's just another example that their uh, backs are up against the wall this year. I think it just puts more of a spotlight on this draft and, you know, finding some, I think, as Evan said, we recorded our final draft podcast this morning. And I, I liked Evan's point of just saying, like, I don't know how you put it exactly, but like you need like a splash. Like you need something like Jets fans today feeling pretty good. Like they got Aaron Rodgers, like Patriots fans could use something like that. I know that that football doesn't want to hear that. And they're all about we're going to be methodical. And we're going to pick our guys and we're going to do what we do. But I do think that that's an underrated aspect that you need an injection. And, and I can guarantee you, you know, his first year, he's going to be ready to go. You know, he's going to be, you know, to prove to the New York fans, I'm, I'm all in and all that. And he will have a good year this year. You know, barring injury, he'll play well. You're this pretty year. confident of that. Yeah, I, I, I say he has a good first four to six weeks. Okay. If, if, I like that. If the if it going gets tough at that point, then I, I'm not sure if he's going to be 
if we might see the Aaron Rodgers from last year, who's not not really all in, but I, I think in general, it, it's if the two games the Patriots played against the Pack, uh, the uh, Jets last year go exactly the same, but now the quarterback for the Jets is Aaron Rodgers. I think they lose both games. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, my worst nightmare is, you know, they've got, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and then they with the fifteenth pick they take Zay Flowers. You know, and so now we're double moaning. Why couldn't we? Why didn't we well, get Zay Flowers? Yeah, they, I understand the point. <laughs> it's not necessarily about the specific guy. Right. The Jets don't need Zay Flowers. Yeah, That's the right. scary part. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and to your point, um, Mike, you said, like, Jets fans are probably waking up today. You know, you, Evan. Got some hope. Yeah. You, you're probably pretty excited. Well, then look back to last year's draft, too. And, you know, during our podcast, Evan was talking about, like, well, the Patriots, you know, what Mike said, they need the splash. And they have enough, I think the way you put it, they have, they have a, plenty of good players. They need some great ones. They need some home run hitters. And I know it's just one year, rookie year. Who knows? Maybe these guys were just good initially, and we'll see what they are. But Garrett Wilson and, and Sauce Gardner are two guys that, I, you know. Can we just those, get one? Those, those are pillars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so now you couple that draft, and that's not the only guys they got in the draft either. They got Brees, Brees Hall. Hall. They, you know, they got the, the kid from Florida State who I can never remember. Yeah, Jermaine his name Johnson. Him. Thank you. Um, and – they they were pretty good too. I mean, but Gardner and Wilson were outstanding. And now you bring in a quarterback. If they can, you know, sort of put it together, and you're right, and Rodgers is engaged. I don't know if Rodgers has got that Tom Brady thing where he's going to go on the FU tour. Yeah, we'll see. I think he kind of did that a little bit in Green Bay two years ago, where he's sort of annoyed at everybody and had another MVP season, but. This isn't about can the Jets win the Super Bowl because the Patriots don't necessarily care, but are the Jets that much better than the Patriots now? That that's what they care that's, about, and that's, and that's what we that's, talked that's about last year after those games. Were that you know the Jets if they ever got a quarterback, they have the pieces, all the things that we're talking about. I know tackle outstanding, but that wide receiver, that cornerback, all those pieces. They Quinn and Williams. I mean, they have them in place right now. I just I, I I I hope that it goes the way I haven't said though. I feel like there'll be like an initial surge and hey oh this is great and oh he's really got a chemistry with Wilson and then you know things start to get tough and you know we'll see. I mean this is just the Patriots hat speaking. Hopefully I mean because you felt similar when Brett Favre went in uh, you know in 2008. It was a similar kind of thing. I know yeah. a different situation, but hey they got a guy. No I, I listen I'm worried. I'm worried. I I'm, I am. I, I mean I I think you can. Pretend to yourself that, well, it's not a big deal. They're the Jets. They'll screw it up. Okay, if you want to rely on that, yeah. that's fine. But I, I, I do I, – I am concerned about it. Um, and one of the other things that we talked about during the podcast, Fred, is how Belichick might react to it. Um, you know – He's so good. Well, well <laughs> that, was, that was really oh. good. That was dead on. Perfect. <laughs> but another, another point that Evan was talking about was, do you think that Belichick responds to that by saying – well, we got to find a way to to keep up on the scoreboard, or do you think he looks at it and says, "We got to find a way to shut him down," right? You right. know, and add to the defense. Yeah. What do you think that Bill would would? Go? I, I, I think he'd lean defense. Yeah, I, I, me too. Tell and me that, about it. That was to, to him, point. that's an easier answer. Well, I, I just don't think that he can bring himself to say. Well, if you want to succeed, you got to try to win 31-27. Yeah, yeah, the best yeah. defense no, is a good like, offense. No, he's like, you got to hold them to, to 22 and find a way to win. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, I understand that point. I also just I look at 06 when it, that felt like, all right, he, he realized he had to go get some offensive pieces. Like, they just didn't have them anymore. So last year was just as bad, worse than, than 06 was. So that's my only hope that he kind of recognizes that and says, look, 
Certainly, we need a good defense to keep up with these guys, but at the end of the day, our offense was just below the bar of acceptability, and we have to make some bold moves that we haven't really made in free agency. We talk about, you know, and I agree, Evan, if Rodgers had been on, in those two games last year, they would have won. What if Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator last year? How much better would that offense have been? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. I just think for the Patriots, to me, I, I'm not necessarily sitting here you know, shaking in my boots that Aaron Rodgers is now at the Jets, but I just think it adds a team in the AFC that now has a better quarterback than you. And I, I just look at the AFC and we're talking about at least seven teams that I can come up with that I think are locks to be better quarterback than you. And then if Russell Wilson has a bounce back year or Deshaun Watson has a bounce back year, now we're talking about nine, potentially 10 teams that have better quarterbacks and better offenses. And I think if you're the Patriots and going into this draft at this point, I don't really think there's any one player in this draft at 14. That's going to change this yeah. season for them I don't think that you can look at it that way I think you have to look at it and say who is the best player that we can possibly get with this pick now I would then put the caveat on it of at a premium position I, I if they take a running back like Bijan Robinson I'm gonna have a problem with it but if they take an edge rusher if they take a corner if they take a tackle if they take a receiver I, I just think they need to get the best player in the building and just continue to stack the roster together because at this point you are looking up at a lot of teams and to sit there and say we are x player away or y player away from being a contender i i don't i don't see that path being as easy especially when you look at just their opponents for next year the the quarterbacks that they're going to have to play next year are ridiculous i mean they're going to have to play pretty much the gauntlet of of quarterbacks in the afc and I don't know. It just doesn't really look like a team that is one big splash, like a Jerry Judy trade, even away from all of a sudden now. Okay, now we feel like they're a playoff team, and we and we they're in it. You know, there's just no secret to the formula. I mean, the Jets have had a few good drafts now. They've put the position, like you're talking about, players in the key positions in place that are making impacts, and, and they, we all saw we all see they, it they coming. They screwed you know? up with the quarterback pick, and they said, F it, let's, let's go for it. But it's like how many of these contender teams, like, you know, have gotten a, a chunk, not all, but the wide receiver, the quarterback, the the, the cornerback, the, a tackle, and, and, a, and a pass rusher, you know, they got in those positions, then they, oh, we need just one. Let's go get Stephon Diggs, or we just need the court. Let's go get Aaron Rodgers. You know, you can get to that point where, all right, that's the way to play free agency, to play trades. But it all starts with yeah. stacking drafts, right. you know? That's what it is. Stacking drafts allow you to be selective in free agency to have the the bullet instead of the shotgun. I, I mean, I know? think to Evan's point, you're not going to come out of day two of this draft and be like, this is great. We got our starting offensive left tackle. We got a, a, a stud corner. And we've got a receiver that's going to control the middle of the field. Like, it's just unrealistic to think that that's going to happen. Even that they're going to draft those specific needs that everyone's so focused on. It could very well be... They strike with an edge. They grab a tight end higher than than and people you know who prefer a wide receiver. But you know, can an argument be made that one of these tight ends is going to make more of an impact on offense 
sooner and to a greater degree than some of these receivers. I think that's that's a debate you could probably have too. As much as you want a receiver and want to want, want that offensive playmaker, I just think that at this point, if you're sitting there, let's just say they stay at 14 just to make it easy. If you're sitting there and you're contemplating a, a guy like Christian Gonzalez versus a guy like you got to take Christian Gonzalez now. Like I, I just think that taking Zay Flowers is trying to put a Band-Aid on a much bigger problem and I don't know if this is how the best way out of that this situation at this point. I think right now you got to really just try to stack as much talent as you can on the top of the roster and play the long game because yeah. I don't think you're competing in 2023. And that's what's hard with like the potential tackle pick, which we talked about earlier on the on the draft podcast that we did, which we all acknowledge. Like, no, it's probably not what they need, but it, it is what they need. It's not what we kind of want. But to your point, there's nobody who's really going to make that immediate impact. So why not take a guy? And I mean, and this is a conversation we've been having with Broderick Jones, who you know hasn't played a lot. Paris Johnson hasn't played a lot. But like you look at them and you say, that's a 10-year tackle. There's no real caveats other than he needs experience and to get into an NFL system. So you know that's think the conversations we'll be having if they take one of those tackles and say, look, I know it's not sexy, but. Patriots are a ways off, and they got to start stacking really good players. And this is a good player. All right, yeah, so we're gonna, yeah, that go whole ahead. the whole thing about the Jets too, to me, is I agree that it's not like oh, there's there's your Super Bowl team, like we're shaking in our boots. But you you brought up the Bill O'Brien thing, Fred, and you, again, I think there's an enormous amount of pressure on Bill O'Brien because I think a lot of people think like you do that right. a coordinator is worth wins. I'll I'll believe that when I see it. But it was how, definitely worth losses do, last year, according get, to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and That's I didn't good. do that either. Uh-oh. Just in fairness, I Uh-oh. just don't think they played very well. I think but their offense was not not optimal. So they should have kept way. Matt. Patricia. No, 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 no. I don't think they should. I think it can be worth losses, but not place. worth wins. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the old adage: like you, players yeah. win them. Right. right. It's like the old adage: you can you can lose a game in the first quarter, but you can't win it. You know, I mean, obviously, you go out and win put 21 on the board in the first quarter yeah you can win it in the first quarter but people don't really look at it that way but with the Jets it's it's been two games that you can rely on that you're going to win for how long how many in a row 12 years 16 or something like that how many wins in a row over the Jets have they I think it's like 16 okay so eight years so that's been something that you you've absolutely counted on you can't count on a sweep of the Jets. No. I think right now, if, you, if you're being a really realistic Patriots fan, you'd take a split. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. That's a big difference. It's and 14. You've had a hard time with Buffalo. You know. I mean, that's putting it nicely. <laughs> and Miami you split with kind of an asterisk. Yeah. Because you beat the third-string quarterback, and that's really the only time you've been – and you finished behind them. Right. So just, you know – Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Rodgers, Jackson, Herbert, Lawrence, Watson, Wilson, Tua, and Garoppolo. You have to hit them all. Four of those quarterbacks won't make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Four of those guys won't make – at least. At least four of those guys won't make the playoffs. So that's what you're dealing with. And if everybody is right and you need to have a you know, strong play at the quarterback position, there's a lot of pressure on Mac Jones – and Bill O'Brien to get this right so they can keep up with some of these teams. Yep. So, uh, Well, maybe this would be a good spot to dovetail. I don't want to ruin your intro, but just to highlight Giardi's tweet, um, which you mentioned on the way down, which just popped up. Levi's. Uh, Will uh, Levis. Thank you, Evan. Um, Denim Will. Giardi just tweeting out, we talked about Levis coming by last week. As I mentioned on Felger and Holly last night, there was real interest in QB Will Levis from the Patriots, not universally, 
but there are important folks in that building that believe in the talent. What I've heard about his visit from other stops, he hasn't blown anyone away. That dovetails, hey, I just used dovetails, uh, was something that I was told by a couple scouts that were uh, around the Kentucky program this year. It's not that he's an unlikable kid, but players didn't gravitate to him either. Can that leadership quality it factor be learned? I guess not a captain. Go to his I guess, I don't know. What was the guy's um, name? Uh, Zach Wilson? No, the guy <laughs> on the draft, the quarterback in the draft that they didn't go to his birthday party. Zach Wilson. Why can't I think of his name? Is it? I don't know. I don't Zach remember. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's a real guy. <laughs> oh, in oh, in the movie, in the yes. movie. Oh, in the uh, draft day. Oh, yeah, draft day. Callahan, right? Callahan. Callahan. Thank you, Evan. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Zach Wilson's actually existed. That actually happened with Zach Wilson. I'm pretty sure. Was it Jake Cushman? Was the Cush? Was that the The Cush. Um, so that kind of dovetails to <laughs> my son did that hundred times last week. <laughs> that, that kind of dovetails to the quarterback talk when it comes to the draft. Um, I want to just discuss the C.J. Stroud situation a little bit. He had this S two comprehension test that a lot of all the quarterbacks took, and it got leaked out that he scored abysmal, abysmally. Uh, 18. Yeah, 18 out Second. of 100. And supposedly oh. uh, Young got a 98. Right. And <laughs> now I, I on the Pat McAfee show, they had somebody from this company. It's the owner of the company. The owner. And he said he couldn't say specifically players because of legal reasons and all this stuff. But he said it, it, it may have been out of context, that reporting of the 18, that it may not necessarily reflect his true score or what happened and all that stuff. But – it's out there now. Like, what are we hearing? Are we thinking that C.J. Stroud may not go um, high up now? Or I just feel like it's I clockwork every every year. The week before the draft, someone's a dumbass. But like, that's like the ha- report. You know, and maybe it's it, true. It actually but, works. Yeah. Like Laramie Tunsil with that thing that came out in the draft. And, like, all of a sudden he's, whatever, 13. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing a gas mask yeah. taking bongs. Yeah. But I, I, I don't necessarily – I mean – Bryce Young has been the consensus, and again, who knows if it's accurate, but the consensus number one pick now for a while. Yeah. Like before any of this came out. Unless you, unless you read our lads, because they've got C.J. Stroud ranked higher. Oh, no, but, I, but I'm okay. Bryce but Young's I'm, going to Carolina. But I'm okay with, with our lads. Like if, if that's if they if they think. I heard it. <laughs> was very I heard pronounced. It. I heard it. Arr. Keep going. I don't want to go that, into that, a rabbit hole. That Just was, keep, that was keep talking. Keep talking. But I'm okay if they, if they think that C.J. Stroud is better. I, I don't like yeah. But I assume that that's their rankings, right? Yeah, that's their okay. ranking. Yeah, but I, I like. I don't think anybody's an idiot for, like, if you like Stroud better than Young, mm-hmm. to each his own. I, I I like Stroud a lot. Okay. Still? I don't think I don't think he's. Good. What if he is not? What if he does have? You know, well, it doesn't seem to affect his ability to play quarterback from yeah. what I've seen. Well, what is this test though? Is this like one of like the it's like uh, the new wonder like the, like the new wonderlick? So it's like yeah. logic stuff and yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit more. From what I understand, it's kind of like playing a video game, and it, it really is supposed to test their ability to react to things that you know changing things quickly and like processing essentially for quarterbacks. But I, I think that the bigger thing with with Stroud that seems to be more two things one. I think around the league, there's a lot of fear about Ohio State quarterbacks. I think that's legit. Guys like Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, like it just hasn't really been a great run of Buckeye quarterbacks in, in the NFL succeeding. And I think the other thing is is that there are some questions, and I say this 
I love saying stuff like this, but there's some questions about his work ethic and his want to and his drive and all those types of things. I, I, I know that there that thing came out about the Manning camp that he he bailed on the Manning camp at the last second and ghosted the the people that run the camp and didn't show up and things like that that I think are out there a little bit now that scream some team is trying to get CJ Stroud to fall to them but maybe there's some truth to it but Justin Fields a couple years ago is the media's consensus QB2 by a wide margin and he ended up falling to what 10 or 11 in, in that draft so I don't think it's totally outlandish yeah uh, Will Levis we did report last week as as well as others that he was here um, but now Giardi is saying there's true interest. It wasn't just a smokescreen. It yeah. wasn't, you Breer, know. Breer said that Sunday night, too. He yeah. talked similar kind of thing that Giardi had. Yeah. I mean, doing their homework, I I, I just, I, there's some intrigue there. And, I, I, I again, like I'm going to stay at the top. I think Mac deserves another chance. I don't think he got the full fair share last year, a f- fair shake. But there's just something about that kid. Levis, that's intriguing, you know. Yeah. And and if you and if you really if you're really sitting here and you're saying, I don't think Max ever going to take down Josh Allen. He might not take down Tua. You know, at what point do you say maybe you just go again? You go back. You you got him at 15. Take one at 14 again. I I don't think they should, but I I wouldn't completely rule it out. What what are they? I mean, clearly that's an indictment on Mac if they did that, right? You don't take. Well, that's what I pulled. Quarterback these guys, at 15. One they're not year. taking a first round quarterback if they're convinced that they have a guy well like that's what to, i mean just to compete with them. that's what i mean like, if they, they take Levi- levis then they don't mac, think that they then they're moving i mean that's what they're i posted to these mac. guys they're moving mac, mac in the next day by, you know if they took him at 14 then yeah. mike said you yeah know, i remember look, look for mac to get moved i remember on the Friday. year they took ryan mallet and it yeah. was like we couldn't pass on him he was you know overvalued for where he was yeah, available that was a third round and pick. we took him we took him you know like you can't say that about you know uh levis oh you know, we had to take him. We didn't think he would drop. There's no way so you I can make what, that argument. I don't know exactly what to make of it. You know, the fact that they hey, they have him. very good. They have him in. Um, and, and I I don't have all the details in this because I was away last week. But I just would be curious to get the thoughts of, of you guys because I, I saw a lot of people sort of blowing it off. Like there's nothing. You know, they're just doing their due diligence, and you know whether it's. And I know there was some ambiguity of whether or not it actually counted as to one of the 30 picks because he's quasi-local. He was born in Newton and <laughs> went to high school in Connecticut. I don't know. Does that not count on one it's of It's 25 your... miles. Okay. So if he's in Connecticut, it counts. <laughs> if he's in Newton, it doesn't. Right. So I don't know if that if that counts as whatever. But I just don't think that teams go through a, a, a visit at their facility for someone that they're just looking to see. Well, they, what, what, make, what makes that Will Levis tick? Which I read a lot of. Agreed. Like someone, someone may have uh, someone that they are going to play might be drafting him, and they. W- yep. So that's a waste of time. That's what you did it for. I don't buy that. But Bill is way too smart for that. I don't. I think that there is at the very least some intrigue for maybe this style of quarterback, and he wants to pick a brain at the very le- like. It's not about. Well, I don't know. We're, we're going to play Indianapolis, and Indianapolis might take him, so we need to. There's <laughs> Chess no, first there's checkers no way they did that. No, like you think that's worth it, Fred? I'm not saying it's worth it, but I wouldn't rule it out that they would do that. Well, I think that's. I mean, I, I think way more of Bill. I, and I'm not being sarcastic in any way. I think way more of Bill with those 30 visits that he's limited to. 
to not waste one on You're someone assuming else's that they always use all 30. I don't even know that if that's true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, because do. it doesn't include pro days. It doesn't include you going no, to I'm their place. I'm talking about visits to I your understand. facility. There's a reason they limit you to 30. I know, but I, I'm not even sure that they used all 30 this year. So maybe they had like five in the, you know, in their hand. And like, you know what? Let's just. And bring that's them in. smart to you. What? That like, they didn't use every one of them? Yeah. Like, yeah, but in other words, you didn't. Do all the work that you could do, but I, that doesn't say that they didn't go to those places. They didn't see these people they want to see at their pro days. There's a they million. didn't have thirty people they felt strongly enough to bring to the facility. I, if you feel strong, why you, you can just as easily go to their place and see him at his pro day or I, I know meet they, with him one on one. They do both, Fred. They can do both. And there's a certain receiver that was at Fenway Park a few weeks ago and they decided not to bring in for a visit. I look at them as being as diligent as anybody. I mean, maybe I'm still naive with this. I go back to I think he's a very, very good draft. Remember, you know, I yeah. still get made fun of for that. Um, it's weird for me to be on that side of the ledger. I know people are probably saying, what is he talking about? Why is he arguing for the sake of arguing? I'm not. I, I just think that they're as prepared as any organization. Yeah. They do more work who, who, than, than most, most teams do. Who was the do, guy that um, they canceled uh, yeah. his trip Nate here and they ended up taking him? They sold her, you know? I think it works both ways. There's, there's, the, there's many ways to see a guy other than bringing him here. You can go to his pro day. You I can, understand you that, know. Fred. But I don't think that you bring a guy here that you have zero interest in. Yeah. I Well, when you say interest in taking, I you know – that could be that or like, you know, maybe they're just doing their due diligence in just seeing, you know, who this guy is in the event that no one wants him and he's available in the second round. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're hearing that no one's going to take Will Levis. And if he's in the second round, we're going to take him. And so we so want to be just there. Right. I agree. Oh, yeah. Now we're all on the same page. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't have any but, inside but, information on it, but I just felt like from a football perspective, it's a lot better of a fit than people realize. Like just from a schematic X's and O's perspective of how what he's good at, I think he gets labeled as like a Josh Allen out of structure, this guy that's just going to roll out and throw right. bombs down the field. He was much better at Kentucky in the film that I watched of him in structure, operating out of the quick game or from under center play action and just well, doing stuff that the Patriots like to do. I mean, you know, he's not the most accurate passer right now he's got some mechanic problems yeah. from what i read you know that whole thing he's just not ready yet but he you know for a team that's willing to put in the time he, you know he could be he could have a high ceiling but from what I, everything i'm being told by the experts he ain't going to be your year one answer you know he's it's going to take time yeah I, I agree with that i mean we'll see though i i just i think with him Again, I just think that he he gets miscast because of the the athletic ability and the arm talent that he's one, like another Josh Allen. But I I don't think that he plays like Josh Allen. I, I think he plays much more like an in rhythm quarterback and somebody that really thrives from the pocket. When he gets outside the pocket is when he makes mistakes. Uh, I, I it, would agree with that. And I think I I wrote here decision making with a question mark when I was just looking at the notes that I took. I agree with that assessment totally. Is it's not necessarily that he can't make plays. Like I, I think a lot of people say, like, well, is he smart enough? Is he does he do the proper? I, I mean, I think there's there's signs of inconsistency. I think the decision making sometimes leads to his interceptions. Beyond what it, the message it sends to Mac or what they think of Mac, if if they drafted this guy in the first round, what are they saying about this season? 
I, I mean, I, I would just look at it kind of into what I said, that we realize that we're a ways off and we can afford to maybe take a, a year where instead of just trying to get those eight, nine wins and sneak into the playoffs, we might only win five or four or five games this year, but we're going to throw a quarterback in there that we're hoping is going to be able to then elevate to the next level, and we don't believe that Mac's going to get us there. I think that, that would be what I read. It certainly would it. put to bed the whole notion, well, all Bill wants to do is break Shula's record. All he wants to do, you know, because this is a long-term pick. Right. It's, you know, I mean, this it's, is a pick for the future. I mean, I think, in, and to Evan's point earlier, it's, you know, it's not what we're expecting, but it's trying to get a, one of those elite players. You know, I don't I think... Don't know. I, if I draft Levis, I, I, I want him playing by the end of September. Yeah. Well, be well, with he you. might be, but, yeah. like, how good is he going to be? Uh, you know, he's going to have, like... like a, I'm with Mike. Let him let him, <laughs> yeah. let him make the mistakes. I mean, I was yeah. psyched oh, to put yeah. Mac in I there, I think you know? have to. I, I keep going back to Peyton Manning. He had more interceptions than touchdowns his first year, but they knew he was great. Yeah. They just had to give him time, and... If, if he needed it, certainly this guy's going to need it. He was also much better at Kentucky in 2021 than he was in 22, and they had some uh, better pieces around him. So I, I don't know. I I did not like – we talked about Will Levis really early on, I think, and I was like, I don't, I don't think so because I just sort of looked at the interceptions and things like that. But when you actually really dig into it, I, I think he's a little bit better than people realize. I, I, I really feel like he's getting – a lot of negativity from from the media side of it, especially because of the turnovers and, and some of the decision-making well, I, I, issues. Like, I know they're completely different quarterbacks, but I'd pick him over Anthony Richardson. I would, I, oh, I would absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't do that but because if you're going to take the ball of clay, I'm just going to take the best ball of clay at the table, right? But I, I think with Levis, just with – goes back to the whole thing with Mac. What's his ceiling? You know, from a physical perspective, how good could he be throwing the ball down the field, creating on his own, and really as the 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 physical things of being a quarterback, not the mental side of it, because Mac blows Will Levis out of the water when it comes to the the mental side of that, it. That's what I was going to ask you. I was kind of imagining a Venn diagram of like, this is Will Levis, this is Mac Jones. What do they have in common, and what does Will Levis maybe have that Mac's never not going to have you know height. like it's that height, yeah just rocket arm size power yeah I mean, running yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a power runner was i mean some people said he's he's tim tebow he's not tim tebow well, he's tim, tim tebow with the ability to throw right tim yeah. tebow couldn't throw he literally could not throw i mean he's huge yeah i mean you could argue that almost too big yeah like brady quinn remember brady quinn got all bulked up and megan o'brien remembers play. yes Megan did remember. Um, <laughs> she loves him so pretty Quinn. We had to take girl. we had to take stalker <laughs> selfies at the combine one year for Megan. Um, but you know he he's uh, he, I think he's a very intriguing skill set. I, I agree with you though, Fred. So I disagree with Evan on the Anthony Richardson. To me, there's way too much unknown. I understand the 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 boom aspect of Anthony Richardson, sure. but I think he hasn't really played any game. I mean, at least you look at. At Levis, he played a little at Penn State. He played a ton the last two years at Kentucky, and there's something I, like I think that you can project. To me, with Richardson, it's all projection. One hundred, it's all. Yeah. Uh, like but, you, but Richardson's flashes are better than, than no, Levis's no doubt. flashes. No doubt. If he works, if Levis works and Richardson works, Richardson will be the better player. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, more he's got a better skill set. Yeah, but I think there's a much higher degree of chance of Levis working than Richardson working. All right. It's all interesting. And, I, you know, listen, I, 
we're not the ones that brought Will Levis in. So people say, why are you talking about Will Levis? You're never going to take him. about the draft. You know, they brought him in. So, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we're probably going to be talking about this Thursday night, too. Right. And you know? the, the head coach won't say the quarterback's name right. that you currently have on the roster. <laughs> so so I, sorry you know, that we're talking. <laughs> it's like now we're not, you know, picking him out of the blue and, and discussing him. Speaking of Thursday night, uh, there's no regular show on Thursday, Patriots Unfiltered, but we will have our draft special starting at 7.30, live everywhere, uh, live video from 7.30 to 8.30. Then we go to audio per NFL rules. But we'll be live from the draft party upstairs here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, it'll be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. Draft itself starts at 8 o'clock, so we'll be on air for that. Patriots, if they stay at 14, will probably pick around 9.45 or so. Uh, but we'll be there. That's we'll be good. there with the reaction. All yeah. kinds of reactions. I'm excited. Uh, so people are still chirping at me about my first draft show, about my uh, inadequ- inadequacy and my my uh, contributions. Is this back in the uh, the COVID. Yeah, you know, the remember COVID the show? COVID, you remember the COVID uh, show? I've had it through everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I might have made fun of you during that show. It's like, is Deuce still here? I, I threw, uh, wasn't that I, the day I that Eric got it. really mad about something random? Oh, what, uh, which, what are you talking about? That, they that's every down. draft. Didn't they was trade that down the Kyle Duggar? Yeah, draft? they traded down for Kyle Duggar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he yeah. harumped oh, his way off of that show, remember? Because he didn't know who Kyle Duggar is. That's his fault. No, no, no. When they traded down. Yeah. We didn't get Kyle Duggar until the next day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing. It was a wash. The Kyle Duggar pick was misunderstood. Yeah, he wasn't mad at the Kyle Duggar. Kyle, he was mad at the trade right down. He, Kyle, to trade down. Yeah, he went exactly yeah, where Kyle he was Duggar always gets lumped into the Cole Stranges of the world, and it's like, no, 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 no. This is that no. was a different animal. They could have traded down and taken Lawrence Taylor, and Eric would have been pissed at the time. <laughs> yes, like, <yeah. laughs> that, some that, people just hate the trade down. <laughs> that's it. That's and exactly and what that's Eric just, was. He was that's just the reality. I just want to pick. It was one too many trade downs. Even though, if you actually look at their history, and I know it's deceiving because they have. Virtually the same amount of trade up as trade down. Now, it is yeah. definitely deceiving because the first round, the overwhelming evidence is they generally trade down. And the trade ups come in like the fifth round into the fourth round and stuff like that. that. So, it's, so it's not exactly the same thing. But they have traded up in the first round before, yeah. you know, with Hightower and, and Chandler it's Jones. It's like the gold standard. Everybody has to bring them up. Um, <laughs> but I, I would like to see at least the mindset, Freddie where they're prepared to do it if a guy that they really, really covet starts to slip. You know, yeah. we talk about all these quarterbacks. And when I was I was joking with these guys when we did the podcast, you know, evidently when I was gone, Hendon Hooker is now a first-round pick too. Oh, really? So, like, if, if you somehow get like five. Uh, Evan hates hookers. Yeah, he's not into hookers. Um, <laughs> uh, if very you get, true. <laughs> if you get five guys before pick 14 and – very very minor and not a sure thing but that swap with the Jets and the Packers I think the Jets were really in play for a tackle yeah and now they're behind the Patriots so the Patriots will have a pick over the Jets yep. at a position that I think they both need if that s- sort of starts to happen and maybe you get a guy in the guy that we all love is Christian Gonzalez but if that happens I think they need to be prepared to move up and I just hope it's not one of these things well there's only Seven first round values in this draft, so we're going to trade down. Like, oh, go get one. Why of the not seven. trade up and try to get one of the seven? <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. Especially because their board is typically different than everybody else's. That's so, sure. the the odds of 
they're if they if they say there's we only have eight first round grades in this draft because a lot of teams are saying they have under 15 and if the Patriots board is tiny compared to everybody else every year so they got to have if if the Bills have guys. 14 first round grades yeah, the, Patri- the Patriots got six right but their their six might be different than everybody else's so maybe one of their so many, they could drop yeah. right one yeah. of their guys could definitely fall yeah, within even if range. it's attack like if Broderick Jones is one of their first round picks and you know you get to like. 10, 11, 12, you know, find a way to make sure you get them. Yep. All right. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, phone calls, emails are flying in. So let's get to our listeners. Uh, we'll start with Patty and Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, everyone? Hey. Oh, that's exciting. I'm excited for this week. Um, so I did a little research excited. myself today. And um, the two most prevalent groups that Belichick has drafted since since he's been the head coach and GM um, has been defensive line. He's taken six guys, and he's taken four offensive linemen, which if, if you like to follow trends, which I think, you know, more often than not, he's going to pick one of those two guys in the trenches. And I'm going to throw a wild card. Evan, I don't know if you remember when I called in, uh, I first started throwing draft, draft picks at you guys on Catch-22. But I wouldn't be surprised if they trade down and take Mozzie Smith in the first round. I know that sounds a little crazy, but a little bit outside the box. I mean, he's from the, a program he loves drafting from. And to me, he just, I mean, he's not hes not the most dominant interior defensive lineman in the draft. But to me, he just, he just screams a Patriots pick. And um, I'll say this. I know, uh, you know, I'm. I'm on the big. I'm on the Zay Flowers train. I don't think we're going to draft them, so I'll, I'll be a little bit disappointed. But if um, a team like KC or Buffalo takes Zay Flowers, I mean, if KC takes Zay Flowers, they're winning the Super Bowl again this year. I hate to tell everyone, but that's how I see it. Can't wait to call in on Thursday night and um, talk to you guys then. All right, thanks, Patty. Yeah, if they take Mozzie Smith, then oh. I, I will. Not be happy, but you could see Bill play doing the, that. Play right? the role oh. of Eric. A run stuffing nose tackle. Yeah, in the first I just round. Love that. But I think that. Oh, I, I, no. I think that I, is, that's one of the few positions that I think fans would be right to be critical of. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Chudders in Manchester. What's up, Chudders? Hey guys. Oh, thanks uh, for buying lunch, by the way. Thank you, Chudders. And happy birthday. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, well, thank you all. Thanks to you all and Claire for the birthday shout out last week. And on the back of uh, his call just then, I, I can't wait to hear how big Paddy gets on Thursday night uh, for the for the draft show. Uh, okay, the question I got today: um, I was listening earlier on to Starnakia speaking on the Boom podcast about the Patriot Way, and he was saying how sort of five percent of the roster want to run through a wall for you, five percent question why you need to run through the wall at all, and ninety percent are in the middle waiting to be influenced. Yep. It seems from last year that there was more questioning about why we're running through the wall than maybe yeah. the Patriots' way leadership. And certainly now, I mean, Hightower wasn't so much involved last year, but you lost Hightower, you lost McCarthy, you kept Slater, um, and Andrews is there as well. But who on the roster is strong leadership to step up? The reason I'm asking for this is, one, who, who's already existing that can do that? But is strong leadership a sneaky key aspect to be looking at in this draft class. Now, my personal draft crush, who I don't think the 
Patriot Society is Jack Campbell. But it's that sort of hard-hitting, old Bruce Dee. They don't really need him. They're not going to get him. I know that. But he's that leader-style. Could leadership be in, have an impact on who they're looking to draft this year? Well, the, you know, they've... You know, they've always said they like drafting captains just for that reason. But the lead, there's not going to be any rookie that's going to come in and be a leader this year. I mean, they could draft somebody who they hope to be a leader going down the road. But if you're looking for leadership this year, it's got to come from people that are already here. And I throw Judon in there in addition to the names you already said. I think, you know, Bentley. he should be a leader on this team. Um, you know, so I would throw him in there. Uh, Dietrich Wise in his own way. You know, is is a leader. Uh, Bentley. He was a captain, right? Yeah. Yep. Bentley, you would imagine, um, should be as well. Um, but, you know, you're talking, you know, McCourty was one of the best all time, and we had such such great ones in the past. So uh, I think the key in what Chudders is talking about, and it's obviously an old adage for coaches, you know, you got, yeah. you know, the, the 10% yeah. on either side that you know what they're going to do. It's what the rest of them do. Um, and I, I can't help but think last year, you know, the, the leader of the why are we doing that was Mac Jones. Was your quarterback. And that that causes – and I'm not saying this is a negative to Mac Jones, by the way, before it gets misconstrued. I understand why he had questions about what they were doing. We all did. We all had the same question, right? Right. So – but when the quarterback wants to know why we're doing it that way, and there's been reports out of Alabama that he was a why guy at Alabama, used to ruffle Nick Saban's skin a little bit, well, then that's why, you know, when it ultimately unfolds, Jacoby Myers is a Y guy, and Kendrick Bourne is a Y guy, and David Andrews was a Y guy, and Hunter Henry was a Y guy, because the quarterback is asking why, and they don't understand why they're doing it. So they need to find a way to get Mac Jones from a Y guy to a run-through-the-wall guy. Right. A circle the wagon and guy. And if you don't do that, I mean, sure. The, all the guys you mentioned, I think, are good leaders. It won't matter if the quarterback's not on board. Yeah, I mean, they got to fix that relationship. Parcells there. called them his circle the wagon guys. These are the guys that will run through the wall. These are the guys that carry your message to the rest of the and team. And when did the and when did those Giants teams get over the hump? When Phil Sims got on board. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth with Parcells and Sims early in Sims's career. wasn't the greatest quarterback, but once he got on board and Parcells embraced him. Yeah. That's when the Giants got to a different level. They also had Lawrence Taylor. I know. Don't get in the way of a He's good story. I'm trying to be positive today. But I'm back from vacation, I'm in great but I, mood. But I remember when no they room. drafted Mac, people said, oh, is he going to be a captain? We said, probably not this year. But if he's not the captain in his second year, that's a problem. And yeah. sure enough, they made him a captain, which, you know, you want your quarterback to be – he better be the, the captain of your team. But like Paul said, you know, when your captain is questioning – that trickles down. It's that, a, you can't have that. Interesting way to look well, at he, it. He can do yeah. it, but he's got to do it privately. You know. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would just use this opportunity to give a small um, bit of credit to Cole Strange because I feel like he's one of those run through the wall guys. He's not going to ask why. He's just going to go. And yeah. I think that's part of the big reason why they liked him. He will lead by example. Yeah. He's willing to go through it. But I. But I mean, when he was saying that, I'm just picturing Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn not not being why guys, just being like, nope. oh yeah, nope. Man. 
Yeah, mad guy. They were. I don't know. They were worse than not 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 why guys. Right. They were nope. They were the five percent on the other side. They were indifferent. Not today. I just think that. At the end of the day, though, like if the, if the team's winning and the players on the yeah, team are good, then I think all this leadership stuff I, is. And that's that's that bigger point that I brought up last week, which is like so many of these issues that we talk about are because they haven't been a good football team for a few years. Like these things are snowballing. They, they, there are examples questions, you know? of teams that are really good that had bad chemistry. There aren't many. Yeah. Chemistry is a product of winning. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's in Florida. What's up, Eddie? Hey, so I'd like your opinion on my top of the draft position wish list. Um, but before that, can I go through a lightning round with Paul on names and numbers? It'll be really quick. <laughs> okay. Challenge accepted. Old Patriots. Ready, Paul? <laughs> numbers? You're giving me numbers? Yep. Oh, I'm names. giving you the names. names. You're, giving, you're okay. giving me the numbers. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Chris Slade. 53. Vincent Brisby. 82. Ray Claiborne. 26. Don Calhoun. 44. Pete Brock. 58. Matt Cavanaugh. 12. Three left. Ron Wooten. Uh, this is a guess, but I'm going to go 61. Correct. Oh. Horace, Horace Ivory. 23. <laughs> wow. Get it out. Is this a setup? Did you guys plan this? That's pretty good. Wait, wait, wait what's the last one? Horace Rod Ivory. Shote. Oh. Rod Shote was 56. Wow, before uh, the great tippet. Did, Did I do hit Garen it out of the Wow. Garen Veris was, well, that's a trick question. I believe oh. he was 60 and 90. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> he was 90 first. And oh, my God. He got hit really hard. He was upside that down. That is savant-like. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Just so you uh, know, don't ask me what number the guys the were on the team <laughs> last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cold strange. That's yeah. when you were paying attention, right? 60. That's something. <laughs> ten out of ten. That is something. Wow. All right. So your draft position. Um, okay. So first list. three picks, no particular order: cornerback, tackle, wide receiver. Pretty much universal. Round four, tight end, center. If not center, front seven. What do you guys think? Draft good football players. Yeah. yeah really. It could be right. as long as they're you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the idea there. Um, I would probably put edge a little higher than you know maybe the edge in the top three, but. I, mm-hmm. I like I like it center uh, so center you, you're replacing David I think this yeah, is an I interesting kind of seventh round yeah interesting. I took one in the I took Forsyth in the sixth round in my yeah. mock I, I think you gotta you gotta get ready for that I, I know nobody cares but I heard this is a good draft for centers yeah. it is a good people draft have, for centers people have said that right it is a good draft for centers but a lot of the good centers are gonna go in like the top one twenty five and I have no interest in doing I that, saw one in the first round uh, the, the yeah uh, first round. Schmitz. Schmitz. Yeah, one, I saw one guy. Yeah, he's a zone block. One guy center, had like a, a center at 25. I can't. No, I don't think it was Schmitz. You know me. Do it on your own time. So I can't yeah. remember the name. Uh, 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 Thanks, Eddie. Uh, who's the third? That might have been the one. There's there's three centers. Uh, the kid from Ohio State, Weipler? No. Yeah. What, what was the other name you said? The middle Schmitz? one? Schmitz. Tipman. Tipman. From Wisconsin. Sean Tipman was the one I saw. Yeah, he's Someone an interesting player. I like Wisconsin linemen. Yeah, they, that's what that is. They keep turning them out. That is a good point, Freddie. Uh, Dylan's in North Carolina. Hey, Dylan. Dylan. Hey. hey. I, um, <laughs> how are you guys doing? All right. Um, I remember listening to the show like a couple months ago, and then Evan was talking crap about my boy, Will Levis. <laughs> um, Full I'm circle. a Kentucky fan. He was awesome in 2021 or 2022, and then last year, you know, 
we lost a lot of people. But um, if he drops to 14, would you guys be willing to take him? Or, or is that, like, completely off the board? I now? wouldn't, but I could be convinced. But right now, I say no. And by you could be convinced, you mean the Patriots If the Patriots at, do it, then 14. I will be convinced. <laughs> <Correct>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I would much rather take a cornerback because I think that's a way bigger need. But, I mean, Mac Jones can't throw it nowhere near as far as him. And oh. if he just gets his footwork, like Evan was saying, I think he could be a stud. Okay. I, I mean, I, I would be on board. And with you it. watched I, all their games, Dylan? <laughs> uh, most of them. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. Most. I forget it. Like the guy with Hendon yeah. Hooker last. I watched every game he played at tennis. Okay. Do I? Do you know what you're watching? Not you. Not you, uh, Dylan. Uh, Hendon <laughs> yeah. Hooker guy. Okay, well, I'm listen, the, the if, if they, guys, if they wh- wherever they, dra- uh, whoever drafts them, we want you to call back and give us your reaction. All right, will do. All right, thanks, thanks Dylan. Dylan. I, I'm going to surprise you and say I wouldn't like it. I, I think that, Mac, I think there's still some unknown. There. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't like it. I, I just think it's, you're forget the about 2023 if, yeah. you, if you do that. You're hitting the reset button. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily look at it that way, but I think that Mac Jones deserves to see it through. I do, yeah. too. I yeah. think he deserves Because of this the situation year. last year, I think he deserves yeah. to see give it Give him this year anyway. Uh, Just give him this year. But I will say my probably how I feel is that Mac's not the guy. You know, that's, I mean, like, I, I, he deserves there, and I that's probably too. how it's going to end up. I think he deserves and, to definitively yeah. get that and chance I, I, with a third year, you yeah. know, with a proper system in place and – the I just, I, are gone. But if he plays well this year, you'll be happy, yeah. right? Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. But I, 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 I'll be a little surprised. I'm not expecting him to. I just, I just don't want to look back at 2023 and said, man, we, we had the 14th overall pick. We had a chance to just, you know, make the move and kind of bite the bullet that, and, that's and take play. a risk, you know. That's, that's, in, that's if, absolutely if, in If Mac play. doesn't progress this year and Will Levis does well wherever he goes and he was or somebody available, that was available at yeah. 14 – then yes, then that that'll be in play. No, I kind of look at it. All of Paul's shows, we'll be talking about dangerous. <laughs> I, you know what's funny about oh. that? I was thinking about this, Fred. I yeah. have not heard any of my shows in like ten days, so I'm going to wow. need you to, you know, I, I can't believe you didn't get the shakes. Well, I'm going to need you to tell me what the shows have been saying, so I can go and find out if that was what actually happened. <laughs> but anyway, um, in, the the whole dangerous to like look ahead at the next class thing. Like, so let's say you stick with Mac Jones, like. And it doesn't work. If that happens, Mac Jones didn't work, and you're looking to move on. You're probably Same. picking higher than 14. Yeah. Next year, and does that put you in play to maybe get somebody? Yeah. So whereas I'm listening. No, well, maybe you're not necessarily like kicking it. yourself because you let Will Levis go. Because yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I I rolled the dice. It didn't work, but I can get Drake May. Yeah. Or somebody. I don't know. That I mean that's. That's Barth's take on this whole thing because he looks 17 drafts into the future. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't. Like right. a four-year-old. I, right. yeah, I'm not like, even up to speed on Thursday night. He's on the night. elementary school circuit. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so he, I'm not even up to speed on <laughs> Thursday night, let alone, let alone the 24th. He, he, he's telling me that Will Levis next year would be like QB 6 or 7, and it's ridiculous really? that even consider this, yada, yada, yada. I don't like playing that game because you just don't know what those guys are going to be a year from now, and you don't know what other guys might come out. I mean, Joe Burrow was not even in the conversation, and he had the season he had at LSU, and he's the number one pick in the draft. So you just don't know a year out. But I, I do think that there is a school of thought to that, is that – Next year, if you really need to jump back in the quarterback carousel again, it's a good quarterback class, and and there's going to be some options that might be 
equal or even better than somebody like Will Levis. Personally, I would not take Will Levis, and I'd roll with Mac. But if the head coach isn't going to get over it, then I take Will Levis. Like if he's not going to move on and he's not going to reset and he's not going to get over last year and all the issues that they had that are more to me outside the lines, like not even about football, then I I don't really know why we're wasting our time with Mac in the building. It yeah. just seems like we're we're on a road to nowhere. All right, let's go to Eldred in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Good song. Eldred. Hey, how do. All right, Eldred. Uh, I caught part of your podcast, and you know what? It's amazing because uh, the other night uh, I listened to NFL Network where they said the Texans uh, ain't thinking about taking the quarterback, but instead trading for either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. They came straight out of team out. All right. Well, you know, you're breaking up a little, Eldred. You're breaking up. Breaking up a little? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I think the okay. Texans you, are an intriguing Okay, we'll talk team. about what you, you just said. Because I, I there's been uncertainty – you, Fred, at the beginning of the show, you brought up the C.J. Stroud thing with the, that aptitude test. Yeah. But there's been uncertainty about what the Texans want to do with that second pick. Do they want to take another quarterback um, and, and sort of go? They're in a situation very similar to the Patriots. They have a guy that can play, as Bill famously can said, play can in play league. in the league. But where's he going to take you in Davis Mills? I think they're very similar guys based on their first two seasons. Um so do they ride it out with Davis Mills and continue to try to prop up the rest of that roster, or do they take C.J. Stroud? You know, I think there's a lot of different things that they can do. I just don't necessarily think the test itself is – I think there's a lot of uncertainty in Houston as to what they want to do, and maybe this is the final nail in Stroud's coffin for them, and they move on. I think Indy has to take a quarterback. They're at four. Yeah. I think Indy has to take one, whether it's – Levis, Richardson, or Stroud, you know, whoever's available, they have to take one of those guys. It seems like the the big media thinks that the Colts want Levis and the local media thinks they want Richardson, so I I don't know which way that's going to go. But the the Texans, to me, I think what's so fascinating about the Texans is that they might pass – on two consensus players because they might pass on Stroud and Will Anderson to draft Tyree Wilson. And now Nick Casario is out on an island all by himself if he does that. And if that pick doesn't work out, that's his job. I mean, he's not going to keep his job through that because he's already taken Derek Stingley over Sauce Gardner and Kenyon Green over Tyler Smith last year. So that's – Taking Tyree Wilson with the second overall pick, it goes against every single consensus on this draft that you can see. I don't know how I forgot that. Like, Stingley went before Gardner. Yeah. That is, uh, that's a tough one to overcome. Do you think, and I don't mean this to be a reflection on the Patriots' terrible drafts, but do you think Nick Casario just can't draft? <laughs> like, I don't I, know. That could be. I mean, <laughs> I, although I, I, I do think, I, I, I kind of like Stingley as a player, but he's yeah. not Sauce Gardner. Yeah. And he yeah. wasn't Sauce Gardner coming out. Some questionable. There was a lot I, I of. Think that he, there was a lot of questions about Stingley with the injuries and. Yeah, I think he LSU. prioritizes a lot. Like he's obviously cut from the same cloth as Bill. I think that he they prioritize a lot of traits that fit our system and like getting it into the right you know the right molds and the right uh, you know body types and things like that and a guy like Tyree Wilson from everything that you hear about D'Amico Ryan's Ryan's loves length he loves power he loves good defensive linemen obviously what they built out in San Francisco so Tyree Wilson has been the hot pick for Houston even though every single draft expert and probably 90% of the league thinks that Will Anderson's a better player 
And that that's I think sometimes you get caught up in that if you're a, a GM like Casario, where it's like maybe just take the best player and not get not overthink it about the scheme right. and about all all that kind of stuff. And if Evan is right, and that's what Casario thinks going into drafts is I'm looking for guys that fit my you know my box. Well, it can't help that he's had a carousel of coaches. Yeah. Right during his time there, they've had what three coaches? Yep. Weird. Uh, Dylan writes in from Nashville. He says, during the silly season, what Patriots reporter should we take seriously? Won't ask you which ones we shouldn't, but would like your view on the folks you can generally trust. It's a good question, I well, think, this I, time I, of year. I think it's an excellent question, but I think it's it's also a layered one. Like, I need to know exactly what you're you're asking to trust with. Like, if someone has a trade rumor in the, on the draft, I would trust Mike Reese. I would trust um, Albert Breer, you know, talking about the Patriots. Um, if you're talking, I mean, this is, you know, present com- company excluded. Okay, I'm not talking about, we're not looking to break news. We're just giving you evaluations of, of the players. But if you're talking about draft stuff, like I think Phil Perry does a lot of a lot of homework on, on, on players. And, and I think personally puts a little too much stock in the in sort of, the skill set box for the Patriot, like the prototypical Patriot thing. Um, but and there are other, I mean, I, I think Tom Curran's another guy with like news related stuff that I, I would, I would take seriously. But the bottom line, when you're talking about the draft specifically, nobody knows, nobody, nobody, really nobody knows. knows. I mean, I think people get them right all the time and we've gotten the first round pick right about a half dozen times. Like I got Ty Warren, uh, Brandon Merriweather, Chandler Jones. Um, I also thought Vernon Golston was going to be one of the best players ever, you know, and he was a so did the Jets. <laughs> like a catastrophic bust. Yeah. You know, I also liked Aaron Maben way back uh, once upon a time. So I'll tell you the ones that I, that I miss on just as many times as I'll tell you the guys that I hit on. But we've been able to identify the guy the Patriots are going to take a couple of times. More often than not, we're all it's, just guessing. Yeah. Right? It's hard. Um, to know Andre, exactly what teams want to do. Andre in New Jersey, we finally made it uh, to happy draft week. Two things. One, can Deuce not call out the names of players before I hear them get picked uh, to Eric, go to the Patriots? Eric's that, not here. <laughs> I didn't do that. That goes to Evan as well. Please stay off Twitter. Yeah. I can't promise that. Well, we're not staying off Twitter. Well, Eric famously loved to tip picks. He did. He, oh, yeah. he, you know, he didn't care. He had disdain he he for really anyone mad. who, you know, wanted to, you know, not be uh not to spoil it so he loves spoiling it yeah i'm sorry i i don't i'm with eric on this one <laughs> so you're gonna just tip picks if you tell me not to i won't but i'm <laughs> not gonna not do it because the 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 it's, the people get annoyed it was hard <laughs> it was hard last year when the cold strange pick came across across slack and yeah and i, I think i was the only one of the group that but i was like looking to make eyes with somebody because i didn't want to say anything but you just know uh, here comes a tidal well, wave, yeah. and it's on Twitter, <laughs> you know? like it, you know, and you get it, and it's hard to just not say what the pick is and yeah. pretend, you know. Well, I don't know. They could go, they could go D line here or linebacker, and you already know what the pick right, is, right. you know, which know, kind keep, of annoys me with the broadcast, right? You know, because they kind of know what's coming. And, and like they, Mayock was, they had tee a it up. T- terrible poker face, yeah. Mike Mayock. You, you could absolutely tell that he knew the pick, yeah, when he was. You know, Evan Lazar makes a lot of sense here 
you know, at 15 for the ra- – like, you know what the pick is, Mike. That'll right. be me. Uh, Why second, are you pretending? Second, no big deal on Rodgers going to the Jets. They will win eight games at max, and it will always be the same old Jets, so F them and their fan base. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm okay. good. For, I'm good on the last part, but I I think it's a big deal. Well, I it's th- a deal. I, I would just ask. I don't care how many games the Jets win. Do they beat you? Yeah. Like those are well, two games. Are that two I, of the games against? Yes, you. those are two that games I pencil in as W's every year. Can I no longer do that? Think yeah, you that see what it looks that like. to me is the the question. Because then you got to start saying, okay, so you got to go from eight to ten to get in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Ten wins should get you in the playoffs with three wild cards. So how do you get from eight to ten while losing two gimmies? And it's just so much more. It's than a math that. problem, yeah. right? It's just it's more than Rogers to me. It's just, I mean he's that last piece that they need, but it's just as much about Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner and all those pieces. You, you know? could argue the game in Foxborough featured as bad a quarterback play as you could get mm-hmm. for the Jets, and you won 10-3. on an eighty-nine yard punt return as time expired. 10 to 3. Right. Yeah. You couldn't score either. I think the bottom line is is they have a better roster than you. Yep. Take Aaron Rodgers out yep. like out of the team. They have a better roster than you do you know, and now year. they have a serviceable to maybe even elite quarterback under center. <laughs> I don't know how you can't see that. Early like in the show Evan said if Aaron Rodgers played quarterback in the two games last year, they probably would have won them. Right. What do you think would have happened if Mike White played those same two games? And I think won. Mike White stinks. Might have won them. But yeah. He might not have thrown, you know, five picks or whatever. You know, what did Wilson oh, throw? God, I lost track of them. Four too picks many. in the They're first game. I, they, all of yeah. them blend together for me. These four games are, I think it's four he's played. Maybe three. Oof. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. Uh, Paul's food is here, among others. And mm. thank you, Thank you, Chutters. Chutters. Um, so we'll do that, and then we'll come back. Lots of emails coming in. We're going to get to those right after this. Verizon. The network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zell? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 
5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on. 
and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in... History. I saw Eric before we went to the break. You were shaking oh. your head. What are the? What I, are you upset about? The Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. I can't deal with him. If he's going to be like this all weekend, Fred, we, I need it's more money. It's not all weekend, Paul. I need, more, I need more Pepsi. We know that the Bengals already gave Joe Burrow his jersey. Why isn't the pick been made? We're five minutes in. Let's go. Why are you We've so got angry? Picks to make. He's tired. He needs his rest. It's getting close. What's he to tired me? from? We haven't done anything in seven weeks. I'm not Eric, tired. You, I, Eric, who is I'm never bored, tired. is suddenly bored waiting for the yes, pick. Yes. Yes. I am Eric bored by this. Thank you, Megan O'Brien. You're right, Megan. We finally found something that bores me. The friggin' Bengals. That's another great moment from... Ah, uh, we don't have Eric to kick around Classic. anymore. Classic. Yeah. But I did like the way that Megan subtly led Eric right into his little trap. He was famous during the, the uh, pandemic, Evan, for saying that uh, it's, it's not boring. I've, I've never been bored in my life. And then Megan just sort of, oh, but but you're bored waiting for the Bengals to make a pick. Right. I, I'm actually with him on on the way that the draft works, though. It, oh, it's it too is slow. painful. It's too slow. It's painful. But like, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Like we started off the draft, and he was already in a full throat rant before the first pick was made. And I was like, ah. By the time they traded down, he was out. I'm looking at Deuce, and I'm like, I don't know if we can make it. I don't have enough Pepsi in this planet to get me through this weekend with him. <laughs> All right, back here, um, 855-PATH-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, we also got an, another listener, Kevin in San Francisco, just sent us a gift card to Jersey Mike's. Crazy. So, yeah. like, draft is Heck like yeah. Christmas around here. Kevin, you're yeah. shooting in the Thank top you, of the power rankings. Yeah, Kevin in San That's Francisco. That's one that will not go to waste. No. Yeah, Jersey Mike's. We've already figured out how we're going to get it. We've got to maximize it, Paul. we got to get the jumbos, I think. Get some jumbos, you know. Balance okay. It out. Okay, you've convinced me. I'm listening. <laughs> Didn't take much. <laughs> I'm listening. Let's figure out those jumbos. Uh, Blake in Ohio writes in, I've got my draft wishes and a question. So my hope is, and I know a lot of Patriots fans hate to hear it, is to trade back to somewhere in the early 20s and gather an extra second or third round pick. With this pick, I'd like to see them take Zay Flowers if he's available. The guy is electric and, and can get open. The team lacks a guy who can consistently separate, and Zay seems to fit the bill. My question is, if the draft lays out like I hope and the team is able to gather another second or third, 
what would you t- what would it take for them to move up into the top six or eight picks in the second round? I'd love to see Dewan Jones still hanging around in the early second for them to scoop up. Okay. So what do you think about that strategy? Trade down, take Zay, pick up extra picks in the second or third. Then go back up in the second. And then go back That's up. the best case scenario to yeah. me if you're telling me that I absolutely have to suffer through another trade down in the first round. Like If they're going to do that, then at least trade down and target a player that's going to move the needle a little bit. And Zay, fine. Hey, the trade back up in the second round. You know they've traded back up in the second round in five consecutive drafts? Yeah, that's one of the ones I was talking about. Yeah. They, they trade up as much as they trade down, but it's not Yeah, the they've same done caliber. that that Christian Barmore trade in the second round yep. five straight years. So I think that that's but very just, plausible. I, but I think the thing that looms over all of it is just that they need elite talent. And How about Darnell Washington? I see. You guys I don't like him as much as I do. I just that's okay. I do like him. I just question if he's being overrated because I don't think he's ever going to be because that athletic. Because he's a freak. Well, no, like he's definitely a freak. No, no, but he's being overrated because of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know, like you like, and, right. he, and he just always looks like you know, like a giraffe to me. You know, like you know, the way he runs is just you know, he's just not a smooth athlete. I'm sure he'll be you know a great solid tight end, but I don't know. I just I I, I wouldn't be opposed to him, but. I just think they need talented guys, and it's and you can sell me on Zay in the twenties, and yeah, that moves the needle. But how, who else other than Zay in the twenties moves the needle? Like, you know, you can't tell me they're going to trade down and get a lot of those other guys that that'll be around. Like, they'll be nice, but I just think you, I'd love to just get one player that I truly believe can be an elite NFL player. If you player. target Zay, just take him. Yeah, and try to try to spin the wheel and right. Like, huh? why are we going to roll the Make dice that he's going to go from 14 to 21 and still be Well, you, you really, it's whatever. a big yeah. risk to trade down with only one player in mind. You trade down when you have several players who you know are going to be there, you know, or, yeah. f- you know, uh, you know, at least one of them will be there. Right. Like, if say. they look at the receiver yeah. position and they say, Zay, Addison, Quinton Johnston, we're comfortable taking any of those right. three guys if we trade down, yeah. then maybe you do. But I think the reason why you trade down is because you get that ammo to then maybe trade back up again in the second round and get two players inside the top 40 instead of two players inside the top 50, which I guess you can I can hear that yeah. argument. I didn't hate, uh, yeah, I didn't hate the, the scenario that he unfolded. But it's kind of what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, there's a couple tackles. You know, he mentioned Dewan Jones. I think Anton Harrison's going to be right on that fringe end of the first round, beginning of the second round. That if those guys hang on into day two, and you're sitting there, day two's getting started on Friday, and we're and our best available is, is up, and it's you know a couple of these tackles, or maybe a guy like Emmanuel Forbes or uh, one of the corners is still there. I, I I like the idea of that that second round trade up if you have the ammo to do it, which I think you get yeah. if you trade down. And it depends what you're getting to. Like, uh, like you could trade down from 14. You know, as, as someone said 26 earlier. That that's a big yeah. that's a big jump. So you're probably going to get something for that, right? You know. Yeah. I, I guess a lot of people would rather have like 21, 46, and and 50. Than fourteen and forty six, yeah. I wouldn't, especially when you have eleven draft picks and and you know already. Now, if you're one of those teams that doesn't really, have, you're just looking to trade down to to add some picks that you don't have. Like Miami doesn't have a first round pick. Maybe they're looking to add some some picks to the stock. And I don't love the guys that are available. Like you know, to Evans' point, you can get a group of three, and you're pretty comfortable. Okay, but the Patriots, 
Like, how do you get these players that put you over the top if you can consistently pick further down? Yeah. No, but I, and, and to your point, Paul, I think they got 11 picks. Like, they already have the ammo. guys on the roster. To move up, you know? And so, like, would, it, would anyone be that upset if he only came away with, God, six draft picks, but you really love all of them and they're all in, yeah, you know, spots where, you, like, I, I'd be okay with that. To Evan's point, that. there's 75 guys already on the roster, so that's that, that's 86. You, you, you're probably going to get some specialists. Now, I know you can cut guys. I mean, there's, you know, there's 75 guys on the roster, you know, yeah. 20 of them shouldn't be worrying about any mortgage payments. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm always in favor of getting the best players. If, if Zay Flowers, that's why I, I had no problem with that scenario. But if you really like Zay Flowers and you think he's a difference maker, why not just take him at 14? Now, if you can do what the emailer said, yeah, I'd rather have the guy I want at 14 at 21 so I can add a pick in the top 50. Sure. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. But there's no guarantee. But there's he'll no be guarantee there. you're getting him, right? I, I wonder too how much other teams, how well they track other teams. Like how on top of That's it a big are they part knowing? Of the process. All right, these six teams, they are not taken. Are you sure they're not taking? Like obviously, a wide receiver? they didn't do a really good job of that last year with their first Guard. round pick, yeah. right? Yeah, they it's didn't tough. read that well. It's tough projection. I mean, we spend so much time on the Patriots, we could tell you immediately. But there's got to be someone within this building whose whole job is just to tell you. What is this team going to take? Who do you think they like? Who fits their system? You know, who has that kind of knowledge of every single team? But even then, it seems like someone else might trade up and grab one of the guys you're, you're targeting. I wonder how often it teams have moles that tell other teams who they're interested in, and yeah. whether it's for nothing or for money. So I, I was watching. <laughs> yeah. a, I wonder. A, I was watching one of those documentaries on NFL Network Corporate over espionage. the weekend, yeah. and they had the um, the '84 draft. And that was the draft that um, – did you see this, yeah. Evan? You're not I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch this? Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things they were talking about was the the famous uh, 49ers trade to get Jerry Rice. They traded with the Patriots. And there was three receivers, like Evan pointed out, that they wanted. And they called, Walsh ends up calling Cincinnati, Sam White, who was his old offensive coordinator. And they're talking. And, and White's like, like, like we – Walsh told him, like, we, we want Eddie Brown. And Weiss says, well, we like Eddie Brown. <laughs> and and I was just surprised to hear them talking about how this all unfolded. Like, they just came right out and said it. What if Cincinnati didn't really want Eddie Brown, but, like, Sam Weiss, who obviously thought a lot of Bill Walsh, you know, what if in the back of his mind he was Jerry Rice? But, oh, yeah. Bill, Bill thinks it's Eddie Brown. No, no, no. no. Right we now want, he's in his we own want head. Eddie Brown. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I was surprised to we hear sure them about talking, Jerry Rice? talking about it so openly. I don't know if that's exactly the way it went down, the way that Weish sort of. Like, who can you trust? Who's going to be giving you false but information? Yeah, the bottom line with that pick, by the way, is they fell into it. Yeah. They had three guys, and that was the guy that they liked the least. Hmm. And they ended up getting Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jeez. It's interesting, though, I, when I was at the, the Shrine Bowl. It's very early on in the process, but just to listen to scouts, and I don't know if these guys are, you know, what level of scout they are, but scouts from different teams sitting there talking to each other about 
the players like it, they're on the same team. I, I I was fascinated to hear some of that chatter yeah. just yeah. of you know, um, <laughs> Barth and I were joking that one of them was a Steelers scout, and we were like, what is he saying about the wide, wide receivers? receivers. <laughs> you know, and uh, and stuff like that. It, just to hear, uh, here's a Steelers scout and a Dolphins scout, and they're talking about players openly about what they think of these guys, even though they're on different teams. So I think there is a little bit more of that chatter than maybe you would expect not now i don't think once we get really close and well, it's I mean, at the end of the day you're all watching the same tape right? right you're at the same practice you know it's it was the same thing i noticed when i've you know gone to the couple of those pro days like it, it just was a little surprising you just don't expect all the scouts to kind of be friendly working together going through the, i mean they do it all the time it's like they just travel from school to school here we are you know i mean what, what else are you going to talk they, about they they pull together their numbers on like, you know, they, cause they'll tie them forties and stuff like that at pro days by, by hand. And they all come, the number that usually comes out is an aggregate of, uh, or the average of all the scouts that were there. And they make like a circle and like somebody like leads the huddle and basically is just like, what time do you have? What time do you have? What time do you have? And then they, they average it out. It just fascinates me how they do that. Like when, you know, like how, like how, and how it can match up. They, they would have a little bit better way to do that. When, um, when we have a little combine here every year for high school kids in the bubble, and uh, they have electronic timers now, but I, I still go with oh, my yeah. iPhone and I, I use this. I use this bop, bop. How, by hand. How close are you? Uh, not way off. Not, not, not very. <laughs> way off. But it's something where you the, you're talking you get about. the lag from the internet. Yeah. Well, 100. <laughs> <laughs> well, one year we the made. The hundredth of second that one year exactly. we, made, we made Andy do the, the combine. The physical part oh, of the yeah, combine. Yeah. Bench press, you must have liked. Oh, of course. You couldn't wait for that part. Uh, Mitch in Albany, is it safe to say that the offseason for the Patriots has been pretty quiet and mundane? I was hoping we would get at least one more emergency podcast because that would have meant they actually did something worth noting. Second, if the Patriots were to take JSN or Flowers, do you guys think the offense is complete or they would still be missing another threat? And do you think Belichick and the coaches think JSN or Flowers completes the offense, and they don't need to make any more moves. And besides offensive line? Yeah. I just in terms think, of weapons, I just do you think, think, you know, they brought in Gasicki, they brought in yeah. Schuster, kind of a replacement. If they brought in a receiver in the first round, do you think in terms of weapons they're done? I think they have to be because yeah. those guys got to play. Yeah. yeah. So you just can't have too many mouths to feed. I just think for me that it's just the general trait of, of quickness in the middle of the field. I just don't think they have that. I think they got some good size, some good length, some good guys to go down the field. I just, I'd like to get a couple horizontal guys to round it out. I mean, we can say, of course, they need that like dynamic X receiver. I don't know if they're going to find that in this draft. But I, I mean, I think overall I'd be at least intrigued right now. It just feels kind of like. I think I'm, I mean, I'm, we, you know, we did the round table. I kind of with Gasicki, you know, like I think Juju, I, I'm, ex- I'm interested to see kind of what, he, what his version is, but ultimately I expect him to be vaguely as productive he, as, he, yeah, he could Jacoby be, was. he could be significant upgrade from Jacoby. But right now we're thinking it's kind of a swap. But Gasicki, you know, because Smith just never caught on. Yeah, you're hoping that Gasicki is a clear upgrade there. So just you know, gives something full different. Full disclosure, I had to. Do a Google search on the Patriots free agent signings to, to pick <laughs> one. One didn't pop to mind. Uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> you um, like Robinson, right? No, I picked Gasicki. No. Yeah. When I when I put that, I, oh yeah, that, that that to me is the only. Yeah. Like to your point, yeah. like I think that he should be right. Should be significantly better than Jono Smith. Right. But um, in terms of that, like emergency podcast where they obviously will be on the air. Do they make a trade this weekend? Not a draft trade. Oh, like uh, for a player? Do they acquire a player, a veteran player? 
I'm going to say yes, just because I feel like they usually do. Like, I don't know. There's always seems like there's some movement. I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they will. I've been percolating on that. I I think yes as well. Is Jerry Judy done? Can I can we can we pivot? Sure. Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. Why the hell would San Francisco want to trade him? Because they don't have the money to pay all of them. He's in the same exact position con- contractually as Jerry Judy. Same spot. He has fourth year right now of his rookie deal going into the fifth year option. But they're Super Bowl caliber. Like Denver's right. not. But I could see a team like San Francisco thinking that we can trade Brandon Ayuk and we can draft insert name here and we have the system and we have the infrastructure that that guy's going to be as good as Brandon Ayuk. That would be just as arrogant as that dingbat would, would act. He would say it doesn't matter. I can just plug yeah. a guy in. Yeah. Why they get along and so And then, well. you know, usually this trade happens on the second day, right? After Jonathan teams Ball, have gotten Jules their Julio first Julio round, Jones. it's like, okay, now we'll trade so-and-so. Usually that's, you know, that Randy Moss was second day. You know, yeah. That, you know. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking I don't yeah. necessarily mean Thursday night, but right. I, I, I think that we've sort of forgotten about acquiring somebody via trade. And I, I don't ever rule it out. No, Bill. but for good reason, because it's so hard to say what are they going to do. I mean, you can throw random players out there that could possibly make sense, but probably it's going to be somebody that we haven't oh, even considered, you of know, and it's going to be, well, oh, yeah, all right. I, I just brought up Ayuk because some yeah. of the, the 49ers beat writers that I follow have been talking a lot about wide receivers in this draft for them because of that exact reason. We're just going to swap them out. You know, we're not going to pay Ayuk long term. So we're already paying Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey. And, you know, they don't have the money to pay all these guys. And so what's the difference to them between Ayuk and Jonathan Mingo or whoever, you know, whoever. And, and they kind of just do a swap there and get something back for Brandon Ayuk. I, I don't know. It just it dawned on me as somebody that we talk so much about Hopkins. We talk so much about Judy. And it's sort of going after that. What's what's that? Who's the guy that nobody's talking about that all yeah. of a sudden gets moved, like A.J. Brown last year? Yeah. Uh, Sam in North Carolina says, Last season I felt the defense had a hard time getting off the field on third and three to five yards. Is there someone the Patriots could draft that could help them get off the field in these situations? Yeah. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just had trouble getting off the field on yeah. third down. I don't think yeah. it, the distance of the yardage was really. I mean, I, I would say that. Probably all defenses struggle in that situation. Third and three it's to tough, five, that's right? A, that's can, a tough. Everything's count. on the table. Yeah, and you, you don't have to necessarily execute at a high level on third and three. You know, quick hitter, boom. You know, we didn't Got get it. a we didn't get a big gain, but we moved the chains. Alex writes in from Charlotte. Um, question for Paul uh, about the state of the team. Uh, first, which pick on Thursday is less disappointing for you, Bijan Robinson or a tackle at fourteen? <clears throat> which is less, less less disappointing would be the tackle. Yeah. Like, I, and I love Bijan Robinson. Before anybody said, like, I think Bijan Robinson's a very good player. We kind of talked about this. There's an argument to be made that he's the best player in this class. He might not be, but there's an argument for it. I just don't like the idea of a running back um, that high. Maybe it's stubborn. I mean, it's not the first time I'd be guilty of that. Yeah. I'd be less disappointed with a tackle. Uh, secondly, if you could wave a magic wand and just get rid of the O-line and D-line in football, and you are the GM of the team, <laughs> what wide receivers would you bring in via trade, draft, or sign to add explosive? That's, that's a loaded question. Yeah. You know. I like Evans, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 
theory. I just, I, I guess, I'll never underestimate his stupidity. I think nothing of Shanahan, if you can't tell. Apparently. Um, I think absolutely nothing of a guy who's so, a- championship game every year. so <laughs> arrogant, and he keeps costing them when they get there. Well, not this year, but um, I just think that the idea that you could get doesn't matter. I just I pluck them off the off the stud tree because it's my system. That's uh, you know, I, maybe he will trade them. Maybe he'll think like that. But I I would look at it and say I'm Super Bowl caliber right now. I have a guy in his fourth year in a contract year. It behooves him to light it up for him. And if I can't retain him, I can't retain him. But I'm going to roll the dice and just say, I can do it with anybody. Especially with like. It sounds like somebody else. McCaffrey, Debo, injuries. You know, like it's, that, like you need that's that my depth. point. Like what happens if you do that? You, you draft a guy who may or may not be able to play. Let's face it. It's a draft pick. Who knows? And then Debo, who's always in and out of the lineup, and McCaffrey, who's always in and out of the lineup, are hurt at the same time. So now you got George Kittle, who, by the way, also isn't the most durable player. And that's it. I have the Super Bowl-caliber roster in my system that evidently is flawless, although I've never won a title. Um, it is a good system. <laughs> you know, and, and I could just plug anybody into it, but now I got nothing. I have no one to plug in. I mean, it's a good point. I don't think that he. I don't think that Evans wrong. I think that's the way he thinks. I would not have thrown it out there if I didn't see some of the San Francisco media chattering about it. Like I'm reading these I'll articles take about. I'll take Brandon. About the 49ers and all the like wide receivers at near the top of the needs list because of getting out ahead of Brandon Ayuk. You know, in, in his contract, he's and been I'm a like, better pro than Jerry Judy. Oh, okay, I mean everybody's yeah. gaga over I'm, Judy, right? Yeah, he's been yeah. a lot better in the pros than Judy. I has. mean, different situation, but yeah. I agree. Well, he doesn't have that magic system that just. Well, he doesn't. I mean, Jerry Judy doesn't have George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel taking the attention. But yeah, fair point. Uh, Should we give away a T-shirt, Matt? Oh wow. Okay. Um, All right. So we'll give away a T-shirt. As the kids say. Um, First, correct answer that emails it to webradio at patriots dot com wins the T-shirt. It's a Patriots unfiltered T-shirt, and the question is, what was the name? Of the Patriots' first online video show. What was the name of the Patriots' first online video show? Maybe we should bring some T-shirts up to the draft party on Thursday. and We still don't have that T-shirt gun. It's got to have some reason for being at the draft party. (laughs) And there it is. (laughs) Oh, you got to write it down? (laughs) I went went an hour and a half. Well, I was thinking if we had one of those T-shirt launching machines that we could, you know, find lucky fans in the stands and we could fire hurt somebody? a T-shirt in the face. Yeah, as long as I'm not doing the firing because I do not want to then be fired. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rory in the U.K. writes in, Happy Aaron Rodgers Day, everyone. With the Patriots now the bookies' least favorite to win the division. Love the bookies. And the team's <laughs> recent right. draft history fresh in our minds. I'm sure excitement is high in Patriots Nation. If you find your, I, I, I sense a little sarcasm. Sense, sense Vegas it. is always curvy. A winner. We, we have, have a winner, winner already. Who Mitch is in it? Albany. Who? Mitch from Albany Mitch, with Mitch in Albany. Patriots cyber sideline. Patriots cyber sideline is, is correct. My roommate. Welcome, Steen. All right, maybe we'll do another. Uh, Welcome to giveaway Patriots later in the show. Cyber sideline. <laughs> I'm fine. All right, good, Mitch. Uh, if you find yourself a little too <laughs> excited about the upcoming draft and need your mood setting settling down a 
bit, I highly recommend the excellent NFL film channel, NFL Throwback, on YouTube. I've Sit this. back, pop on the 2008 or 2013 draft or something like that, and watch all those teams who are sure they're getting better <laughs> now that they have Goster Cherilis or Chance Warmack. <laughs> Sarcasm aside, I'm fully on board uh, with just drafting someone. Unnecessarily harsh to the Lions, no? I'm just uh, I'm fully on board with just drafting someone who's fun to watch like Deontay Banks or Zay or something. Just give me hope. And I think Goster Cheryl is from Somerville, by the way. Oh, Somerville, Mass. I find it interesting that that people find that there a lot of people do find corners to be fun to watch, because I I enjoy breaking down corners, but on TV you don't even see them seventy five percent of the time. Right. So I I don't know. I get it. They're fun to watch when you need that play at the end of the fourth quarter to win the game, and they make it. Gilmore was pretty fun to watch. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like a guy like that. But yeah, I I I get that. I just I don't know. I know what you. You know. I know what. Like Deontay Banks is really gonna get. Like people are gonna be like, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm really starting to warm up on Zay Flowers though. I mean. He's, there's enough of these Welcome. national pundits that <laughs> are high on Zay Flowers in terms of his ability that make me say, hmm, maybe I should give him a second look because BC isn't known for wide receivers. They're not well, known they're for not offense. Nothing, nothing. You know, Mike Lineman. Ever since Offens- Tom, offensive yeah. lineman, that's it. Yeah, yeah. All, ever since Tom Coughlin. And Matt left, Ryan. You know, and oh. uh, so the fact that Zay Flowers is that high up with a lot of these experts means he broke through, you yeah. know, that barrier that BC that players have. So he might be better than we all think he is, you know? I mean, I, I don't think he could be better than I think he is. That would <laughs> be hard. You know? So I, I'm like, I'm wondering. How do wondering, you know what everybody thinks he is? What? How do you know what everybody thinks he I've is? I've been doing my research. He's like a first or second round pick. No, but they're saying, like, he's got exceptional ability to get separation, that – you know, uh, if he had had a quarterback that was more accurate, he'd be even better. I mean, but I think everybody has him in their top five receivers. Yeah, in the, but in the class, oh, I mean, yeah. I think he's very highly. But I think of. a lot of people don't think you should pick him high in the first round. I think you should wait till late first well, round, early that's second. That's because he's round. five nine. Whatever, but I, think, I wouldn't take him high in the but, first round. But I've so heard people saying I'm guilty of don't that don't let the size cloud your judgment. Yeah. I yeah. will. Like he's. I just think the size thing is just that's t- today's game is just today. Like it's so, it's so much leans towards the, like the player that Zay Flowers is. Like I, I just I always get caught up on the size thing because you can't touch anybody down the field anymore. So like who's who like where's the physicality overpowering him? Maybe at the line of scrimmage, but if you're not playing him a ton on the outside and he's not going to face a ton of press coverage anyways. So yeah. I, I keep going back to that when people are like, Oh, he's yeah. too small. And I'm just like, who is like, they can't ride receivers down the field anymore. If he breaks at the top of the route and somebody grabs him, it's going to be a flag every single time. Yeah. So where is the physicality part of it? My concern in? with size has nothing to do with getting off press coverage. It has to do with withstanding the punishment over the middle. Which my guess is at Boston College he didn't take a lot of shots over the middle. Yeah, but I think I think he will now. Listen, Edelman was able to withstand them, and Welker was able to withstand them. They both had long careers in that spot at similar I, size. I, I, I just think I, he's a I different think player. This guy is really guys. small. I heard one pundit compare him, you know, minus the craziness to Antonio Brown. That that's like the popular ceiling comparison for him. Meaning, if he absolutely hits it out of the park, he could. He has that type of movement skill. But I, I just I don't know if he's going to be a guy that's going to have to live in that real middle, packed in middle of the field because he has that explosiveness to separate over the top. So, how is he going to survive the middle of the field? Probably by running away from everybody. Like you know, well, that's I, what he did in college. Yeah, when you watch him on tape, he runs away from everybody. I don't mm-hmm. think you can do that in the pros. That's fair. 
Yeah. We'll see. Because yeah. I think everybody's that fast in the pros. Okay. All right. But it's it's how quickly do you go from zero yeah. to the 60? The accountant from Duke that was, that you know, was tagging him. You know, if you go to 40 speed, that's different. But I'm talking about the shuttle speed, the yeah. cone. <laughs> Quick. The, the ins and the outs. The, the three cone Stops drill. and starts. Save this for Thursday. I need this on Thursday. <laughs> Give me that shuttle <laughs> that speed. Sh- he actually didn't run agilities, <laughs> <laughs> which it, for some people is a little bit of a flag because he looks really quick on film. So what are you hiding? Right. Are you not? At, but I think with him, his quickness really shows up after the catch. Like he's one of those guys that, you know, he had a cut against Louisville where he broke two guys' ankles in one cut. Right. And then he just kind of takes off up the sideline. So I, I don't know. I don't necessarily look at him as like a Welker Edelman slot. I look at him more as like a Dion Branch type of receiver that's going to get up the field a little bit more. So I'm not as concerned about him getting hit. I, I, I mean, I will say this. I will not be disappointed if that's the pick. I like the idea of adding a dynamic athlete in the passing game. I'd be odd. You know how you always say, like, well, if they pick him, I'll be on, bo- I'll be on board. <laughs> if, they if they have him and Taekwon on the field together, even if Taekwon is just yeah. a, just a fast guy that's running in a straight line, that that's some serious explosive. Maybe throw Marcus Jones out there for a player too. Huh? 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 I have some concerns about. So, his so are we all on but, board? But have I'm, a day. Pick Zay. Is this? Like, I mean, I've been saying that uh, for four months. The yeah. rhyming that you could do, the headlines, uh, all Zay long. The Zay Hey kid. What? No. Zay. <laughs> Mac and Zay. <laughs> Mac and Zay. Things, blo- things are blooming in Gillette, at Gillette. Oh, the flowers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we could go crazy with him. Uh, the local kid. <laughs> Eric might come out of retirement just for that, to like put all the flowers puns that he could. Yeah. April drafting brings Trey nope. flowers. Yeah. Uh, Todd's in Greenville <laughs> on the A's ticket hotline. <laughs> What's up, Todd? Let me begin by uh, congratulating you on listening to your draft team and finding uh, Eric's replacement with, you know, that youthful snark and knowledge of the game. And most importantly, you know, Evan cares about the game. So that's probably well, that's true. Liking thing. football is a no. big advantage. He, he, uh, he likes the game yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. Married to the game, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your so girlfriend me, loves hearing that. <laughs> told her the other night she was, didn't go over well. So for me, for this draft, what I'm looking for, do the Patriots address the needs based on the current, you know, I don't want to say zeitgeist because that's Fred's word, but the current, you know, mode of play in the NFL. Do they get fast linebackers? Do they get that outside speed? Do they do they address it looking to where the game is? Or do they go back to saying, hey, we're going to do some smash mode stuff. We're going to do our style, you know, this controlled stuff, and we're going to, you know, run first, pass second, whatever. I really want to see what they do because I think that's going to tell us where the staff is, what they're thinking, and how it's going to go forward. I think that's what we got to look for. Yeah. And what did your guys take? Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. The day they draft a fast linebacker in the top 100 will I, be a day. I'd would you be I, okay with that? I've given not up. in this class. No, I've given up. It's not a great that. linebacker class. I think I saw. Uh, somebody, uh, I think it's Marcus Mosier, one of those people, do, does like a big consensus board every year, which takes like Kuiper, McShay, and Jeremiah, and like all the big draft people, and puts it all in one aggregate board. And Jack Campbell is the, or no, Drew Sanders, the consensus number one linebacker at like forty six or something like that in the top one hundred. You know, just not, not a great linebacker class this year. I just think for me, the biggest issue I see with that linebacker thing is. It's just when they get with the mobile guys, you know. It's like the safeties can't quite stick with them, and, you know, get them down, and the linebackers can't catch them, and you know, they just get stuck in the middle area 
But otherwise, I've given up. I just like they, they that's what their philosophy is with strong safeties and linebackers until Jawan Bentley leaves or Tavai leaves or, you know, they have to make a decision on Duggar. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Would you take Van Ness in the first round at 14? No. No. I didn't love him. You don't like Van Ness? I, I like him, but not at 14. No. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd much rather, I mean, it's stupid to say, but I mean, the Tyree Wilsons, like those guys. He's I someone I've seen anywhere from top 10 to down in the 20s. If they take Van Ness, then. Bill better get a good review from uh, what's his name, the coach at Iowa, like Ferentz, because he wasn't a full time player at Iowa. He didn't no, start he, a single game right. at Iowa, and he was like a four hundred snap guy last year. But he was out there on, on all the key situations. He was, but he he was like their Josh Uche. Yeah, and it's if you're drafting him at fourteen, then you need him to be a three down player. So yeah. why wasn't he a three down player at Iowa? It's not like Iowa had. 17 defensive ends that were all you know it's not alabama like we're not talking about a school that that has five-star recruits up the wazoo on the defensive line so yeah uh let's go to aaron in new haven what's up aaron aaron are you on mute (laughs) okay aaron is gone i'm sorry about that matt aaron uh sam in toronto writes in um, he said, I wrote a whole email on my thoughts that the Patriots should draft offense with the first two or three picks, as I believe they need to stop trying to win games with a score of 6-3 to three and get back to being able to win 38-35. Oh, Paul would love that. Well, that was the beauty of Brady. He could yeah. beat you 6-3 or 38-35. Right. Whatever you decided was And then was everybody necessary. said he played well when they won 6-3. to three. Right. <laughs> Then I remembered they used their There's first— There's some truth to that, too. <laughs> Then he's, I remembered he's more snarky than I am. <laughs> then I Kevin. remembered they used their first two picks on offense last year, and it didn't matter. So I deleted the whole thing <laughs> to now say I don't care what they do as long as they hit on the players they take. This team needs franchise players on both sides of the ball bad. But I'm keeping expectations low going into it to protect myself after the last 10 or so drafts. I just hope the first two picks don't cause the PR team to have to turn on the spin machine like last year about the picks uh, that they weren't reaches, and that if we didn't take them, another team was about to. Let's let the other teams do the early reaching, please. Yeah. Good email. I, I mean, that's what the bottom line is. Like, I don't really care. Trade up, trade down. What? Like, just hit the picks. Like, just yeah. hit the picks. And good players have been selected in every round of the draft, and that's what they have to do. And until they start getting those guys, it's it's gonna be more of this like six, seven, eight win seasons. Yeah, that's why I've been really. As the draft gets closer, like the whole what position should they take in the first round? Good football just player, good guy. like just get me somebody that is that is going to have some elite potential, whatever position it is, other than nose yeah. tackle and running back. I, I don't really guard. It stinks I don't that really it's care. true, but that's the beauty of needing four or five spots. That you don't have to be pigeonholed into yeah. taking one. I also think you know to spin it with a little bit of positivity. In free agency, they filled out the back end of the depth chart, and and they added some guys at tackle. They added some guys, you know, that can that are those depth pieces. So because you have a Riley Reef on the roster, you you're not absolutely desperate to take a tackle in the first round. I agree. You could take one in the third round that you have an idea, maybe isn't quite ready, but I can plug in Riley Reef, and I'm probably going to get 12 games out of him 
and if I need my rookie third-round pick to play four or five, I'll right. be okay. That's why cornerback sticks out to me because I, I, I do have some confidence in them at, at tackle and developing tackles and, you know, th- those kind of things like a guy like Tyler Steen. You know, like I could see that being the pick and then he kind of emerges. With cornerback, I just – that with this class, with where they're picking, it just – there's a handful of really potential elite guys. And then you get into good corners that are fine and they could fill a role, but – for of all the positions that I feel like if it's now or never, I feel like that's probably cornerback for me. It's like if you don't get one at fourteen, you're probably just gonna you know take a take a shot at somebody in the second or third round that you know just isn't the slam dunk that that Gonzalez or Banks or you well, know those guys. Macro was up there gushing about the cornerback class last week. He said that there was going to be a couple of corners on Sauce Sauce's level like that high up in the in the draft. You know, I'm sure he's talking about like Witherspoon and Gonzalez, but. Uh, if I've you, heard that there's a lot of good players in that position that you're gonna they're gonna be really good players in the lower rounds too. I think you're spot. drafting startable corners into day three. So yeah, I mean I think you could talk yourself either way, like Mike's Mike's theory or you know like the you know the tackle theory because if you I, I think it's the same at all positions. If you want a guy to plug and play, you need to take him in the first round. Now you have to decide is Broderick Jones or Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky a better player. Then Banks or Porter or whoever you because I'm assuming my dream of Gonzalez and with you know yeah. everybody has Witherspoon and Gonzalez in the top ten I'm assuming they're gone so now you're talking about Porter or who Banks your guy right yeah we like Banks we like Banks I'm not as big on Porter as I was uh, talking about all the great quarterbacks in the AFC East now David in Bethlehem says what is the kryptonite for them defensive ends. Let's forget O-line prudence and draft a game wrecker. Please tell us who we should draft in that case. Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. Yeah, Tyree Wilson. Of course, he could be off the board at pick two. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's not, you can read my mock draft, and I'll yeah. show you how the Patriots can get him. Find out more. Um, there we go. Kryptonite, though. Defensive end. It's yeah. amazing. Aaron Rodgers won how many MVPs? No one had a defensive end, I guess, that he played. To be fair, though, every single quarterback – whether it's Aaron Rodgers or it's Patrick Mahomes, when you put pressure on them, they play worse. Like that's just the yeah. that's a bottom line, no doubt. And now you need to have guys that can cover for at least a little bit to get that, let the rush get there. It all marries up, as Bill likes to say. But there's an argument there to be made that if they added a uh, Tyree Wilson to Judon and Uche and Barmore and Dietrich, Watt, like now they have this elite front that can get after Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, I said it before, what does this defense look like without Matthew Judon? I just think the drop-off and the change that's required, if that guy got hurt, it, it's it, it, the fall-off will be humongous. And neither of those other guys are three-down guys. I, I I could totally see them trying to take a three-down defensive end edge guy. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Caleb writes in, I've uh, been wanting to make this point for a while that I think gets overlooked a lot of the by the loud minority of our fan base. Um, I know the last couple of years we've been seeing teams around the AFC and the whole AFC East catch up and pass us by far in terms of playmakers and talent. I think it is often overlooked that the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins, along with others around the AFC, are in their competitive position because they absolutely sucked for 10 years or more. And especially the teams in the AFC East have only just now been able to field good teams after years of Top 10 after top 10 pick, multiple top 10 picks for the Jets, which landed them Sauce and Wilson. I get it. Bill has whiffed in the draft of, in years of late, but we also have won three Super Bowls and have been to five since 2011, people. 
while we are rebuilding every AFC cool. East team, are exhausting their means to win it all now, and you can only have one Super Bowl winner every season. So I guess his point is that they've been drafting high for a long time, and we haven't. Uh, that That's fine, and there's definitely truth to the, some of those players that the other teams have had opportunities to play, but they've also, you know, made other selections like, you know, Matt Milano or, you know, other other picks that they've hit on that weren't necessarily even those top-round picks that have been successful. And, I mean, the Patriots are now, what, going on four years, haven't won a playoff game, haven't made the playoffs in two of the last three years. If, if, if you know, still telling you, hey, they've been to five Super Bowls, each year it gets more and more, like – it's not going in a good direction right now. The Bills, I I sort of bristle at the whole like, well, you got to be up there. The Bills made what I don't th- what I think is a very underrated move. I don't think people understand the the risk that they took to get up and get Josh Allen. Like, they didn't luck into the fourth overall pick, and they were they were terrible in the right year and got the stud. First, there was nowhere near a consensus on Josh Allen coming out. Second, they went from, I believe, 27 to 10 or something like that. They went from the 20s to, like, 10 to get Josh Allen. So a guy that not everybody was good. They didn't do that to get Andrew Luck. They did that to get a guy that not everybody was sold on, and they were right. And that's why the Bills are what they are right now. Like, you can talk about they picked in the top 10. Well, they were in the playoffs in 17. 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, this is not like, oh, they got good last year because they had 10 years of first round, you know, top 10 picks. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. They've they've gotten good because they nailed a quarterback pick that not everybody would have done. I And I'll be completely honest. I would have done that. I wasn't sold on Josh Allen coming out like that. I was intrigued by the skill set, but would you have traded up? <laughs> no. I think they made two trades actually to do it. Yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But they I, think a, they, I think they made they two made trades to go from the 20s to 10 to get Josh Allen, which I don't think a lot of GMs would have done. Well, the Chiefs did the same thing for Patrick Mahomes. And I think that this is to you know the email, and I'm right with, there with you. Not the, top the, 10 picks. The Patriots also just don't think that way. Right. The Patriots don't think that way. They don't do it that way. And for better or worse, it, it hasn't really worked out the way that they do things. The trade down and draft Cole Strain strategy hasn't really panned out for them. Now, the the Bills, they traded all the way up to draft Josh Allen. Then they traded a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs. These are moves that the Patriots have not made and now, will if, not make. If, the, if it works for the Jets, that's an example of what the email is talking about. The Jets have had several years of ineptitude, several top ten picks. They finally st- – I mean, they've hit on a lot of them. And if they have the quarterback now, they'll probably see – you know some success that's an example of that that they got good because they were so bad but i don't necessarily think the bills are good right now because they were bad you know in in 2014 15 you know in that era or kansas city they also were going to the playoffs with tyrod taylor much like kansas city that evan just mentioned was going to the playoffs every year with alex smith they got to a different level when they got the stud at quarterback um so alex says i because paul is a crazy memory uh, I wanted to challenge him to see if he could recall Drew Bledsoe's four-touchdown performance against the Chargers. Name how each touchdown pass was scored, either by how many yards or by who. What do you, what do you dance okay. for us, monkey? Okay. What you, <laughs> First of all, that's a little even for me. That's a little ridiculous. Really? Are we talking? I about, figured this would be right on the tip of your tongue. Well, I need more information. Can I know what Charger game we're talking about? It was the game they won forty-one to seven. 
Okay. Is this at home or on the road? Uh it was probably the one. No, it was 96? away. It was away. 96? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The one that stands out to me is a one-handed catch by Terry Glenn on a ball that, see, just proving that I am I am nothing but fair, <laughs> that Drew threw a terrible ball. So, and Terry Glenn reached back. So one running, of them was a Running twi- one way, and he caught it yep, one-handed. One, one was a 25-yard pass to Terry Glenn. I got nothing else for you. I assume one was to Ben Coates. But uh, I, I got yeah, Ben Coates, four-yard <laughs> pass. And then a uh, 12-yard pass to Sam Gash. Yeah. And a two-yard pass to Keith Byers. Okay. Wow. And I was at the that fullbacks game. getting involved, huh? <laughs> that was that was Thanksgiving Keith weekend. Keith Byers, the H back. <laughs> How could Terry Glenn do that when Bill Parcells didn't get to draft him? I don't know. <laughs> that was a one-handed catch um, by by Glenn, and um, he never made another play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> someone was right about him. His name was Bill Parcells. <laughs> Terry Glenn is a good player. Terry Glenn never made another play. Yeah, Terry Glenn harsh. was a colossal disappointment. <laughs> that's a little harsh. He yes. broke the rookie record for, for catches. Colossal yeah. disappointment. Who has the rookie record for quarterback play? True. Baker Mayfield. Oh. <laughs> no, but he wasn't a disappointment. It's like that, he did homework to prep. It's just like, who cares who caught the most <laughs> no, passes? Overall, he was He didn't a, have a great career. Oh, no, he, he didn't. He was a waste of talent. He, he was a waste of talent. But that and year, he, he had a great year that year. He did, yeah. And but Bill knew what the flags were, yeah. And o- he was right. Overall, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, he had some sporadic. He was a disappointment. He was a good seasons. player. Oh, I loved Terry Glenn. Absolutely well, loved. So he had ninety. What do you mean? <laughs> but he was not what he was supposed to be. No, he he could have been so much better. No, he never got back to ninety. Just catches. Never reached that potential. But he, had, he, he was had, always out of the lineup because it wasn't that important to him. Yeah, yeah. And Bill he, knew he had it. a lot of issues. R.I.P. A lot of it's issues. Oh, that's right. Uh, Peter <laughs> writes in, can't wait for the draft what shows. Forgot he died. Forgot he died. As others have said, uh, they are my favorite shows of the year. So we get so much content. I enjoyed Eric getting upset and then shutting down. Oh, don't or worry. When Paul was not sold on Solder. <laughs> Evan will be ready to shut it down. I enjoyed Mike's absolute disappearance from his first draft show. <laughs> what, I don't, I don't what remember. What happened? He liked you? that. He liked that. I was just watching. Even Tamara from last year having so many chances for the team to pick her guys, and they never did. <laughs> I'm a bit of a weirdo and wait to listen to the podcast the day after. I check to see who the Patriots have picked. Usually it's someone terrible or unexpected. There is nothing better than hearing the disappointment in all of you guys when the pick <laughs> is made. Then some of you manage to pretend you're happy about the pick. I won't say who. <clears throat> Can't wait. <laughs> my, my favorite draft um, tradition is... Fred's disappointment followed by the next night excitement. excitement. <laughs> well, then I go home and I, you know, do my re- and then I come back and I tell you Check. why it was he, a good he, pick. He checks Check the out, lads. Don't, please don't tell me <laughs> that you <laughs> Please don't tell me you talked yourself into Cole Strange. Uh, he had a hard time with that. Yeah. One. yeah. No, okay. I I yeah. I, right. I, I draw, we got to draw the line. Yeah, somewhere. no, no. I still say that I, I don't mind them taking a guard cuz they need one but not there. Yeah. Not no. there. No. You okay. could have had him later or someone of his Comparable. ilk. Yeah. Ilk. Thank you. Uh, John in Denver writes in. Um, time is it? Because we got Catch 22 coming up, right? We yeah. do. Tuesday yeah. edition. Special Tuesday edition of Catch 22. Uh, I flipped back and forth on if the Patriots should draft Levis. At first, I thought he was a second Tebow and wanted no part of him. Then I wanted him when I remembered that scene from Moneyball where one of the scouts at the round table says a player can't be good because his girlfriend is six is a six at best, and that proves he has no confidence. <laughs> if you follow this line of thinking, Will has all the confidence in the world. You got a hot, hot girlfriend? 
Uh, so. But I recently lies? learned Will Levis eats bananas That's without money. peeling them. That's the money. And ball puts lies. mayo in his coffee. Certified psychopath. And I want nothing to do with that level of crazy. Finally. Mayo? That's the exact kind of crazy that makes I, people I, good I, in I sports. Heard that. I heard Tom about Brady. that. Mayo, mayo in and your coffee. coffee and bananas with the He just eats the, the skin and all. Ugh. And Tom Brady ate avocado ice cream. They're all a little crazy. Oh, Finally, the NFL Twitter account posted a photo of his physical transformation, and I had Deuce Derrick Henry. I had a Deuce <laughs> Derrick Henry moment, and his stature is insane. In the end, I have no idea what to think about. <laughs> you talked yourself out. Looking forward to the always great draft shows. Thanks for the great shows, but looking forward to more off-season talk coming soon. Okay, great. I, I mean, great. I don't want to build it up too much, but I think that this one. Evan over I here. I think there's potential. It could get dark. We could be in a dark place. There's potential. Just here. remember you're on live radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's but being fe- fed directly into the Patriots draft room. Well, good for you that we'll be off uh, video by that time. So Yeah, because yeah. then I can like give myself a second to collect myself if it's really as bad as it might be. And then like you guys can talk you know, and, yeah. and give your reactions, and then I'll, I'll collect my... Is it, uh, is it too late to effort an Evan isocam? Maybe we get like the, the, just that, like, you know, the slow zoom, yeah. the speeds of sweat dripping. But the his... thing is, is I, I really mean that I do it out of love because like, I, I want them to be good. And so when they do stuff that I, I can't get behind, then that it, it's disappointment. It's, that's true. Like that, I think that was Eric's big problem. Let me love you. Because I think Eric would morph back into like 12-year-old Eric. Yeah. And yeah, really be excited, and that's what the draft brings out of me more so than the season. He would be disappointed. I I I, I really think that was part of Eric's like anger. But to me, it was just it was laughable because if there's one person who really shouldn't be second guessing anybody, it's Eric. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really. A guard. <laughs> oh, that was such an unnecessary shot that it was just fantastic. No, but I like Evan. At least he puts the work in. He, you know, he's know. working tirelessly, so right. he he has informed opinion. Yeah, you know, I kind of think yeah. it's the same. But that's what makes <laughs> the, that, the that's greatest also coach who's I, ever lived just being second guessed <laughs> by a moron on the radio. I, I agree with the, the, the most of that, except that he's lost my trust. So. Yeah, well, I'm, it, it, sure, it, I'm sure he's lost sleep with that thought. <laughs> uh, he probably hasn't, but talk to me when he hits on a first round pick again. And so can I can just see all access. This is going to be great. So behind the saying. scenes in the Patriots war room and first. So uh, what's that Lazar kid saying? <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll take him. <laughs> Brian would be. A Might be right every <laughs> once in a while. What, what's Lazar saying? All right, that's going to be it for this edition Already? of Patriots Unfiltered. Yeah, I got things to do. Um, <laughs> catch 22, that. though. The fun doesn't stop. More draft talk, another two hours. Alex Barth and Evan coming up next. Thursday, we'll see you at 7.30 live. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The World's Original Podcast.